Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Welcome back, man. Hopefully everybody had a great holiday season. It was a good holiday it, it was, season. It was a good one, right? Yeah. We got another holiday coming up. What's that? New Year's Eve. Uh-oh. And New Year's I'm, Day. I was about to say, just the Eve, not the actual day, just Eve. <laughs> do y'all really consider New Year's a holiday? Like, do y'all no, do anything? Don't do anything. It's just a normal day. I have never done anything. I think we did a little get-together back yeah. in the apartment days, but that was the furthest I've ever done for um for New Year's. That was a crazy day because I think that was the day John got his car towed. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. It was like the coldest day of the year. That was a good time. It's just I don't understand going downtown or, like, going to New York, watching a ball drop. And New York is such a high-traffic area during New Year's. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even go. Mm-hmm. To me, it just seems like it's just such a big-ass crowd. Why would I want to go stand in a big-ass crowd? You can dance with Ninja from a few years ago. <laughs> Not seeing enough movement, man. They stopped allowing drinking now uh, for, like, the CNN reporters. Like, they used to be able to drink while New Year's was happening. Oh, they, they said no more that? They said they banned it this year. Who, who oh. went crazy there? It had to be a reason, right? I think Somebody some girl to... said something. I, I forgot mm. what she said, but... It, Tough. It wasn't even that bad. She ruined it for everybody. Ruined it for everybody. <laughs> her liquor. Uh, get well soon, PF. You watching yep. this? Uh, you know he he was feeling a little bit under the weather, so he decided to stay at the crib. So we three man weaving it today. What was y'all favorite Christmas moment or holiday moment from this last week? Uh, my girl bought me some new um, New Balance, mm. uh, some ninety sixties. They was clean, all gray. Uh, she bought me a few fits and some cologne. Okay. I was oh she bought me that massage gun too. That oh, one that that's, I had to borrow. That's heavy right there. That's yeah. a good that's a good ass Christmas. She said she had heard me ask you and then she said I, I went and got you your own. I feel bad because our girlfriends are hanging out. You asked me for the gun and then your girl left without yeah. it. I was like, yeah. oh damn. <laughs> I hadn't even found the charger. But yeah. so I'm glad she got you your own. What about you, Mike? Um, so usually I did something different for my parents this year. I just bought them, like, I went to TJ Maxx. I got them, like, a $500 gift card. And so I gave it to my parents. You know, so they can have, like, their own little shopping spree over here. You can go tell them, but I got money. I hate that face. But, no, it was good to see them, like, come back. Because I told them, like, yeah, I'll watch the kids, whatever. You guys can go have fun. You know, go shop or whatever. And they came back. And it was just good to see, like, smiles on their face and all that. And just, like, to have them, you know, have some fun. So that was good to see. Yeah, I bought my niece's uh, new Xbox, the new one that. KB got me. I bought them that same one. <laughs> he just gave them yours. <laughs> oh, no. He ain't been on live recently, right? <laughs> <laughs> and um, they was happy about that. So that's, that's always fun to see them. Kind of be on Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, was, probably, uh, I could play Fortnite with them now. I was Santa for the first time. Really? Yeah. I mean, Avery's first Christmas. So, oh, you know, yeah. It was it was real dope. How fun was it? Um, It was real Did cool. Did she actually try to open the gifts? She gift? actually tried to open the gifts. Oh, she, wow. would, she would tear a little bit of paper, get it ripped off, and immediately try to eat the paper. Oh, that's, that's so, you know. This is that age where everything go in the mouth. Yeah, yeah it was everything. a good time, though. Good to see family that we don't normally see. and Yeah. You know. Good was it Christmas at your house? No, we went to like six different houses over like oh. 48 hours. We was everywhere. We went and from. And I know it was cold as hell. It was cold. We well, how from, was the traffic at least? It was cool. No okay. traffic. We yes, went from sorry. Berwyn back here to the west side to Mont- M- Monet, Illinois, which is near oh, wow. Frankfurt. It was like an hour drive. Then back up here. And then we stayed local for the next day, which is like her dad's, my dad's, and grandma. It, it was, it was, a, I, told, I told her we might do this for a couple more years. And after that, we started our own family tradition was just us three. And we just chill. Y'all have we, can, one we, can more face, we can FaceTime everybody else. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm not driving. Y'all gonna have like one that. more by then. We had maybe. <laughs> Our car went from a 95% battery to six. That's how much we drove. Wow. Dang. It was also cold. And, you know, the battery don't hold as much when it's cold out. But still, that's how much we was driving in that one day. 
And it's I hard. I think it would last longer when it's cold. Nah, I wish. And know. it's hot. It's the opposite. I no, wish. batteries are not good with cold. That's like you that. know, Tyler used to leave his batteries in the freezer so they last longer. <laughs> was that, it MW2 days? Yeah, <laughs> like MW2 stuff. Was that Apple Watch a gift? Oh, was this a gift? I got this last Christmas. Oh, you did? Yeah. I feel like I don't see you wear it ever. I know. Once you get an Apple Watch, most people probably wear it for like a week, and then after that, they don't wear it no more. Oh, yeah. I wear mine pretty regularly. Just like mine's more so for exercise, mm-hmm. so I can track calories. You got an Apple Watch, I, I steps and stuff like do you that. You wear it. Oh, so. Everybody was saying that we need to get you a, your, a little yeah. external mic, a producer mic, because uh, we got to get you a conversation last here, time, yeah. and they could barely really hear you, so we got to work on that. We'll get you a mic. Especially to like a day like today where we three-man weaving it, you know what I'm saying? Oh, well, I could be the fourth. And he was giving them game last He was giving time. them game, giving them tips. We'll work on it. Okay, so what I wanted to do today is a little bit of buy or sell if Pierre was here, we call it cap or no cap because that's his segment. But since he's not here, we just do a buy or sell. I got basically one for all 30 NBA teams. Let's say 26 of the NBA teams. Some teams ain't really worth talking about right now. Yeah. So I'll give you a scenario or a thing that's going on within a season, and we basically just going to chat it up. Some can be longer than others. What's the first team y'all thinking about? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. The question is, are you buying or selling that the Brooklyn Nets are real-life contenders? Oh, man. For me, I'm I'm buying it. I think I'm buying it now. Just because the team, they're kind of having like similar to last year, how that Boston Celtics had that crazy turnaround to their season. Brooklyn may not have been as bad, but they also had a lot of turmoil. Kyrie was out. KD requested trades. It looked like Kyrie was going to be traded. Ben Simmons might. Like, it was a lot of going on. Steve Nash got fired. It was It's a lot. And they managed to turn their season around, and now it looks like, damn, this team is clicking. Kyrie is hooping. Kevin Durant is hooping. Ben Simmons is being a solid role player. They got Wontanabe. Uh, Claxton is hooping better than he was at the beginning of the season. So, like, everything is going well for this team right now. And it's just beautiful to see because now it looks like, damn, they actually might be a dangerous team when them before it was like, let's blow it up. Mm-hmm. So, I think now they've definitely, after last night, specifically when they whooped the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, they ain't whoop them, but nine I, game win streak. They yeah. beat the Bucks yep. a couple nights ago, then beat the Cavaliers. Those are two really, really good teams. Two teams you got to beat in order to show that you're serious. Yeah. So for me, it's convincing. I, I I'm trying to figure it out too. I still think there are some things that they can improve on their roster. Like it feels like in the in the games that they have been winning, it feels like they're running a lot of eight nine man rotations. Yeah. Which feels unsustainable. Um, Kevin Durant should not be playing as many minutes as he is. I mean, he's one of the greatest of all time. But, you know, he got a little bit of wear on his body if you look at the last couple seasons and missing a bunch of games. But when it comes to, like, just the on-court stuff, a lot of the stuff that wasn't working or that were problems earlier in the season, they've just patched up post-Steve Naskin finally, oh, yeah. basically. The defense like, has been significantly better. The defense has been better. The rebounding has been better, which was the big thing for me. If you play 24 seconds of defense but don't close out the possession, that's just that just breaks your heart because now you got to play another 14 seconds. They're rebounding as a collective. It's not just Nick Claxton. It's not just KD. It's not just uh, Ben Simmons. Collectively are closing out possessions. And when KD and Kyrie are hooping, it's not a lot you can really do. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you really just got to pick your poison – you don't really want to have to deal with either one of them when they mm-hmm. both got it going. So, especially last night, they both had, what, 32? Mm-hmm. Kyrie, it's surprising to see Kyrie be the second leader in score in the fourth quarters, uh, playing alongside Kevin Durant. Because usually that's KD's thing. KD usually, whatever team he's on, he's going to be the guy that leads the league. He's going to lead to his team in fourth quarter points, and it's surprising to see Kyrie doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I think they're contenders? 
It, I don't look. I think they could be out in the second round depending on who they match up against. The East is rough. Yeah, yeah. If they run into a Milwaukee Bucks or Celtics in that second round, I, I don't see them getting past that. I think they do. They they look really damn good. Mm-hmm. I think their offense. I think they even said it during the T like during the announcers, but like they're like their offense is their best defense. It just allows teams to not like they don't allow teams to get out in transition and do all their other stuff. But I, I'm still concerned about like matching up with the Celtics. I I remember the game they had. I think Ben Simmons and Marcus Smart was out, mm-hmm. uh, give or take though. But like the Celtics just looked like they were the better team, and it could be part of like the the you know the nine man rotation or whatever. Because Celtics look like they're deep. They look like uh, they got. Arguably the best guard core with Derek White, Marcus Smart, Malcolm Brogdon. I, I would say pretty damn sure that's the, they have the yeah, best. That's guard the best right there. Yeah, you could talk about they have the, one of the best win, the best wing scores with Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and then you can even put Grant Williams in. Grant Williams in there is like a role player type dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they have a set of bigs that are just like Robert Williams. You have Blake Griffin. You have Al Horford. Just like they have one of the best like just matchups for everybody, and so I could see them over beating the Nets, and then also Milwaukee. I, they don't have nobody that's going to hold Giannis like the Celtics do. Man, for, but for me with Milwaukee, Chris Middleton hasn't been Chris Middleton, and he's also been out of the lineup. Like, he played a few games, now he's back out again. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's only played seven games, and he's having a, averaging 11 points in those games. It's going to take time. So it's going to take time, and hopefully post-All-Star break, he is getting back to All-Star Chris Middleton. But if he's not playing at All-Star Chris Middleton level, it's dangerous. I think Milwaukee Den is now very vulnerable if Chris Middleton's not playing at all-star Chris Middleton level. Hold that. I'm going to say one last thing about the Nets, and then we can transition to the Milwaukee Bucks. The uh, The Brooklyn Nets have a couple contracts worth trading and one potential first-round pick that they can throw into the pot if they want to say, hey, we, we don't know if we're going to be able to keep KD and Kyrie like here and happy full time. So let's go and do the thing that we wanted to do from the very start. And that's going to get another player that can help them. So they're not running just an eight man rotation through the regular season. Um, you mentioned that they don't have anybody to hold Giannis. That's 100 percent facts. But I do want to give a lot of credit to Nicholas Claxton, because if, if we were picking all defensive teams right now, Nicholas Claxton is getting a vote for me. He's been stellar. But obviously he ain't holding Giannis. Now, with the Milwaukee Bucks. One more thing. One more thing. Uh huh. Shout out to TJ Warren. Oh, my oh God. yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hooping, He's bro. been hooping on the minimum? Come on, what a broken Bro what a came in from the first game and just started shooting. Yep. He did not care. There was no, like, rust or, like, time period where he was just like, let me get my feet wet. Nope. He just started like shooting that motherfucker. Different kind, kind of needle in a haystack for the Nets. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, the Bucks question that I have is, should the Bucks be worried about, about the role player shooting specifically? But let's just talk about it as a whole. Um, because on the season, the shooting hasn't nearly been as good as the previous years where we saw them win an NBA championship and compete for an NBA championship. And you mentioned um, how Chris Middleton in that lineup, and he hasn't looked as great. And we saw on Christmas when they went against the Boston Celtics, the shooting was bad. And because they weren't hitting shots, the the Boston Celtics, who have probably the best core people to guard Giannis, they just sent all at Giannis. Giannis ended with 27, but when I was watching the game, it didn't feel like Giannis was the best player on the court. He had to work for every bucket. He had to work for every single one. So now you got Pat Connaughton who's struggling from three. You got this player, this player, this player, and now it just makes it easier to just hone in on on Giannis because he don't have the drive and kick candidates like he used to. Well, when you don't have Chris Middleton, uh, it's going to just make it so much harder Mm -hmm. because he is your 40, 50, 90 guy. He's the guy that's going to get you 40% for three, and with him – it makes it easier for the other guys because Chris Middleton is also a solid playmaker. So if you close out on him, Chris Middleton is going to now break you down, 
Now you're going to send help, and once he gets past his man, now he's also kicking the shooters. It's not always just Giannis. When they have all three of them creating shots for others, creating shots for themselves, it's dangerous. But when you take out Chris Middleton, now Drew Holiday has to do a little bit more, and Giannis now has a bigger workload. It just makes it all just so much harder. Uh, yeah, I, I would be concerned. I think Chris Middleton is the one thing, but they need – they're going to need more. Like, they need a – if they want to, like, get over that hill, I think they do need to somehow bust out a trade and just get, like, one more small piece. It don't got to be big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think, like, during the Christmas game, obviously the Celtics were playing really good defense on Giannis. I've seen Giannis settle for a lot of jumpers, which is, you know, credit to the Celtics. But they were talking about, like, hey, we need Pat Connaughton and Grayson Allen to make plays, you know, and be aggressive. And those are just not names I want to be aggressive. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. want them to be catch and shoot. I want them to make plays. But – I, you know, I need my Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton and maybe one more guy to just like, because that Celtics team, they, they're they the team to beat out East. Well, usually they're one more guys. It seems to be Brooke Lopez. They, oh, Brooke like Lopez. that fourth guy that's going to do other things for him. But <clears throat> they've been trying to get Jay Crowder. They've been tr- they've been dangling out Grayson Allen. Like that's a real piece that people care about. And they <laughs> they trying to get Jay. I, I mean, they've been trying to get him for what seems like 10 years at this point. I mean, he will fit. He would fit perfectly. He would be exactly what PJ Tucker did for them. So probably he'll he'll shoot the ball more. Yeah, I was gonna say he's gonna hit some more threes. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know what PJ Tucker's average is up to now. Oh. Y'all see the report? We can transition to that because that was one of the things. So y'all see the report that teams are now hesitant to really trade for him because he, he decided to basically quit on his team. So my question with the Phoenix Suns, will they get anything of value? For Jay Crowder. I mean, it is hard to get something of value for a role player that's just not playing. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's Kevin Durant. And an older role player that's yeah. not playing either. It's not like it's Kevin Durant when he, if he decided to hold out, yeah, you still probably going to get a nice package for him. But mm-hmm. you're not going to really get much for Jay Crowder. I don't even understand the hope that you were getting something back significant for Jay Crowder. Mm-hmm. He's, n- he, he's not a hot name. I mean, he's good for comp- competing teams. Exactly. But he's competing not a hot teams name. They're not going to give you stuff that you need to win too because exactly. they're competing. They he's one of he's pieces. a journeyman for a reason. People are he's not going to stick all the time. But you know what? He, he's he, good. He's the best kind of journeyman because if you look at every single team they are crowd has been on, they've always won. Yeah, at for least sure. in regular season wise, they've always made it. He's one of those players that I would love on my Bulls if they were trying to do something. <laughs> oh um, yeah, every competing team wants a Jay Crowder. The Lakers would love to have Jay Crowder. Yes. Him and Anthony Davis next to each other. Ooh. But, uh, let's be real. Are they competing? Are, are they the competing? No. Did you see no. that third quarter against the Mavericks? Are oh, they really yeah. competing? I mean, when you give up oh, 51 man. points. Can we move on? <laughs> <laughs> I read something that said that. Hold on. Maybe I think I did screenshot it because this, I told you I fell asleep on that game. Um, there was something that was like the man Darvin Ham ran a lineup that had Westbrook, Schroeder, Austin Reese, Patrick Beverly, and Lonnie Walker on the court together. And Christian Wood was lighting their ass up. They had nobody. Oh, how how tall is Austin Reeves? Six six. Six five. Six five. He was there, he was playing small ball center against Christian Wood. It happened so fast. Y'all were winning at half. That's when I felt and then it, and it, then it just we was only winning because the Mavericks weren't hit. They were getting good looks. They didn't yeah. weren't hitting no like they just weren't hitting their shots. And then all of a sudden, you know, the second half come around. Shout out to Braun though. Even though he's getting decimated, he tried. He smiled through the whole thing. Yeah, I think it's actually insane. Personally, hypothet- like we, we had an opportunity p- to potentially do a podcast on Christmas Eve, and I said, no fucking shot. Can you imagine? I can't. 
I can't look at working on Christmas as like this big ass opportunity. I know it's different because we're not NBA players and stuff. Yeah. But it seems like everybody that you ask about the opportunity of working on Christmas or playing on Christmas, they love it. Joel Embiid, after they won on um, against the Knicks in the first game, he said, "I should play on Christmas every single year of my career." I'm like, damn. I mean, you didn't can't. You don't, you don't want what's his son name? Albert. Alfred. Albert. So I forget. And I feel the same way. Son. I feel the same way about like Jason Tatum. And like obviously he has Deuce and everything, but I feel like he you can't tell me he don't wake up and want to go play on Christmas Christmas yeah. Day. I mean, Jason Tatum also he is, he missed the game because of his kid's birthday. So <laughs> he probably wanted to really be at Christmas with his kid. His kid was sitting course. Yeah, his kid was there. With iPhone, iPad. Don't give a damn that his dad just <laughs> scored twenty points in the third quarter alone. Don't but care. Didn't K D say that he was the reason that the Nets aren't playing on Christmas? As in like his requesting yeah. of a trade. That makes sense because I mean these schedules came out with August. Mm-hmm. So this is before everything got smoothed out for the Brooklyn Nets. So imagine scheduling the Brooklyn Nets and they trade Kevin Durant for and 26 Kyrie. draft picks. Yeah, it's yeah. like now we got to watch them. I would rather, even though the Brooklyn Nets are the better team in New York, obviously, I like Madison Square Garden on oh, Christmas. Yeah, for it's sure. beautiful. It's, it's Bro, if it, it would have been. always start yeah. off the first game. It yeah. would have been great to see the the Nets and the Knicks play each other on Christmas. Yeah. That would have been fun. But, again, they had no idea that Kevin was going to be there or Kyrie was going to be reinstated. It, like, like, it was, was a lot of injured. stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but I, I thought Christmas as a whole was a W as far as, like, the set goes. I had a lot of fun watching pretty much. That Warriors game. game was pretty decent. Even though it was, like, Warriors from the very beginning, it was fun. I hate that the referees took the matters into their own hands. That was the only thing. It's just too many texts for like mm-hmm. bullshit stuff. The the texts are so bad. This it's year. bad. Bro. I hate I hate the taunting shit. Yeah, like it's some of it. I get it, but then it's just like, was Clay Thompson's tech worth it? A damn. I think that shit. No, no, he deserved it, but that shit was worth it though. <laughs> I think that shit I was hundred percent worth it. For it. Sure, yeah, but it was just like if I dunk on somebody and I I show emotions, don't give me a tech. Don't give him a tech. That, it's part of basketball. They try to like take the what we loved as a basketball community. They try to take that away from us. Well, the, uh, the Bobby Portis one, I felt like was just weird one too. I don't we know. Hit if, him in the back, yeah. Or something. Yeah, I don't know if he was celebrating, like celebrate, not celebrating, but like he threw a punch because he was mad or something. I I don't know. Yeah. But then he like they showed the replay and he was like barely tapping Grant Williams. <laughs> he didn't even notice. Yeah. <laughs> Grant Williams built like a fire hydrant. You can't feel that. Um, but I think. It's just bad for the league when you have a day like – even though Christmas fell on Sunday, so you did also have football. So I guess – I'm guessing that the numbers on this Christmas is worse than last year just because now you split the the sports audience. Yeah. But, like, when you have this and you have so many people that aren't, like, necessarily NBA watchers having an opportunity to watch a basketball game, you don't want the refs to be, like, super into the game. I kind of want the casual NBA fan to see Klay Thompson taunting or to see yeah. John Morant doing this or whatever or Jordan Poole talking trash before he gets ejected. I think it's good for the growth of the game. Now, if we get to the point where punches are thrown, this is – then you stop. But, like, let's be real. <laughs> Nobody on the Grizzlies or the Warriors are actually in, in the competition of fi- literally fighting. This is good rivalry stuff. It's like they – it seemed like those games where there's big rivalries, they're even way more strict. Yeah, they like they like – Got them email beforehand. Don't let it get out of hand. Yeah. It's like, in a lot of cases, the Warriors are not going to do that. Of course, you, you got the wild card that is Dre Montgomery. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> but other than Dre, then you don't have – nobody on the Grizzlies are really trying to fight. Dylan Brooks might act like it, but let's, he's not out there about to really fight. He's a villain, but not I in got that some tweets way. out there. I might be worried if How, I'm a What do y'all think about Josh's uh, signature sneaker? 
Oh, I think yeah, it was so. very nice. I thought it was you clean. You liked it? Yeah, it was clean. I don't like the colorway, man. The purple? I don't like the colorway. Yeah. It seemed like every time somebody get a new Siggy, the colorway is always just weird as hell for Because they got to stand out. Paul George had a good first shoe. Oh, my God. The PG1s yeah. were ridiculous. Yeah. I had those in high Great school. shoe. Great, great shoe. That, yeah, his whole line in general has been great. He had the PlayStation. Oh, they had the PlayStation joint? Oh, those I remember Mason had amazing. those. Mason had Those are like the only shoes from like another guy that wasn't LeBron that I wanted was the PlayStations. You're a, you're a very strict LeBron guy. I actually think that the John Morant Siggies remind me of the, the LeBron 20s that came out earlier this year. I could see They're that. very similar. Yeah. Um, in, in the shape and stuff. I think they're cool. I think that a different colorway from Jaws would make it look better. That's how I felt about the LeBron 20s. Like, they had the, like, the fuchsia pink colorway. Yeah. And then they dropped the black. <sighs> Do y'all think Josh was going to be as marketable as Kyrie's? No. I think, no. I, I don't think you can replace what Kyrie did for Nike. I went to multiple basketball tournaments over the last four years. Majority of those kids are wearing Kyrie Irvins. Because mm. Kyrie has so many collabs. He had Krispy Kreme. He has SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah. Bro, the SpongeBob say, so many people crazy. on the court in the NBA that'll be wearing Kyrie. Exactly, bro. <laughs> Kyrie, Kyrie had a, a little... Lock on on the um the kids and now he might be going to Adidas I need to go or back and New Balance. Was yeah, with Colin Sexton drop fifty in them. Yes, in a pair in yes. a pair of Kyrie's. I need to go get them. Yeah, I mean, if he goes to New Balance, that would be very decent. John Morant does have the kid market. I think. You think so? Maybe by the John Morant threes, he might be taking over the the AAU circuit. But based on the ones, I don't really think so. I don't mm. really think so. They are Nike though. Nike's the king when mm. it comes to like basketball, anything. So. He already got that plus. And then, like, Kevin Durant endorsed them, I guess, just because they're both Nike athletes. Yeah. But, like, once you start getting the endorsements from other people, uh, oh, they clean, they clean, that changes other people's opinions. Because if LeBron, I don't see nice nobody thing. in the, uh, the Greek Freak ones. Yeah, the, the Greek Freaks. Yeah, I've no, I don't, where, I don't yeah. even know what number they're up to. I think they're number five. They're up number five I already? They might be on number five. Get and we the were fuck. there when they dropped the Greek Freak ones. Yes, because I remember <laughs> the dude was asking yeah, us. Yeah, it was in Ve- we were in Summer League Vegas, and they had a whole tent for the Greek Freak ones. This just had to be 2020 then, because uh, it was before, pre-pandemic. Was that make it 2019 then? It don't matter. Um, but I think, yeah, I think they're up to, to the Greek Freak fours or fives. I'm seeing fours. Okay, up to the Greek Freak fours. And they're not bad, but they look like a big man's shoe. And I think once you have a big man's shoe, it's hard I for the kids. Wear yeah, that's what I'm saying. If Mike wouldn't wear them, then you know they bogus. Because Mike be coming in this motherfucker with some, I don't even know. All right, give me another team, and we'll say uh, sell us or buy or Bulls. whatever. We have Get it out the way. Um, I actually didn't write one for the Bulls. They go, Miami, that go Miami Heat. The Miami Heat. Is the Miami Heat season lost? It feels like it. I mean, they just... They didn't beat the Timberwolves yesterday without two starters. Oh, can, can, I, can I please talk about Rudy Gobert just for a minute? Please go ahead. Ten points, eight rebounds? Not even that. Not being able to play because Orlando Robinson. I didn't even know his last name. <laughs> was giving you the work. It's unacceptable. As a guy that was willing to scream at my best friends in defense of you, I'm fucking disappointed. <laughs> they gave up five first-round picks, four role players, some swaps for you to fix the defense, and you couldn't play in the fourth quarter because Orlando Robinson Robinson was giving you the fucking work. I'm disappointed, and I'm 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 slowly I'm turning, Rudy. You, <laughs> you gotta you gotta show me because this season I know y'all are also missing Cal. You're missing Cal Anderson. Miami was running Orlando Robinson Robinson. There's no way y'all lose that game. 
They there's no way yeah. you don't play in the last six minutes as a max player that's specifically on the court to defend when y'all need a defense. It's it, unacceptable. It wasn't pretty. It I don't know. I just don't even like watching the Timberwolves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you uh, got the Bryce Foster. Right. Ant's cool, yeah. But, like, after that, Nas Reed, is Nas Reed the best center on the roster right now? He played like yesterday. <laughs> and then once they play zone, they put Rudy Gobert at the top of the, at the, at the free throw line. It's pretty much a non-factor. You know, make, you know what makes it even worse? What? Because this wasn't the version of Rudy he was getting for the last six years. Yeah, no, it's not. So now the the moments of me defending Rudy look worse because now you're looking at 2022, 2023 Rudy instead of 2018, 2019 Rudy, where he was actually elite at all aspects of basketball, oh, defensively. Um, it's just bad. It's just bad. But I got to call a spade a spade. You might be one of my guys, but once you start playing like shit, I got to call it. I can't call it on the main Twitter because you follow me there. But you don't, <laughs> I know you don't watch the podcast, and you don't you don't follow the burner, so I can tweet about it on the burner. Mm-hmm. I be I be trying to figure out which tweets you decipher from what you put on what account. Yeah, I don't like tweeting no man anymore. It's just too much like unnecessary trolling and bro. Them adding this shit now, where you can see how many people viewed it. It's so stupid. It's so it's weird. So dumb, bro. So stupid, I be seeing bro. tweets at like eleven thousand views and like twenty likes. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, it's, I don't even understand. Why the reason? I'm sure they might have provided one, but I, it's weird. Yeah. Only reason I can see because you could always see the views. You just have to click some extra shit. Yeah. On your own tweets, you never get. I couldn't see Mike's shit, but like it was used for like if I when I sell ads when I sell shit for Twitter if I yeah. want, I I promoted some movie that The Rock and Ryan Reynolds was in, and I had to send them my demographic, my views on my tweets, and it helped. But like now they just publicly available. And I'm sure people are going to try to juice their tweet views, but oh. it's never going to match the likes and or retweets. So no. it's like, yeah. it's yeah. the views don't really matter if you're not getting interaction. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. You know what? You know what I'm interested in? John Cena's tweet interaction. Oh, <laughs> that man <laughs> follows everybody and he has everybody following him. Um, he like a little B. He, he, he follows half a million people. He's got 14 million followers. I still ain't got that follow. He followed me this week. That's why he was on top of mine. Um, he tweeted two days ago, be where you are. Be where you are. Okay, John. Very philosophical of you. 4.4 million views. <laughs> he likes, though. Uh, 52,000. Hey, nice. Pretty good, John. What, LeBron, what is LeBron's mm. tweets? Let's yeah, see. I think LeBron he has like 50 James. million. LeBron James has 52 million viewers or followers. His Merry Christmas to everyone tweet. Only six million views. Hmm? LeBron, you got some bots in that following, my boy. <laughs> um, no, nah, the tweet before got ten point uh, four million though, so he he's doing fine. He's doing fine. That still like, seems very like small for LeBron. Who um who's like the biggest? Because you you know those soccer guys be having oh um, yeah yeah they followers. do bro. they do they be posting the picture they be having like half a half a fucking. Billion likes or something. I don't know. Because I, I think know. Messi, he p- put up an Instagram video or Twitter after they won the World Cup. It was the most like Instagram picture ever. It took over the um. You remember Ellen DeGeneres did the shit at the Oscars where it's her and like twenty other people or whatever it was. Oh yeah. Um, it he he took over that because he finally did it. He finally <laughs> did it. Um, I don't know. What's the next team? Uh, let's go Knicks. Denver Nuggets. Knicks and then Denver Nuggets. 
the Knicks' win streak was a fluke. Are you buying or selling? They went on an eight-game, and now they're on a three-game losing streak. They lost to the fucking Bulls. So that's never a good thing. And then they lost on Christmas, and they lost to the Raptors when Pascal gave them 50-plus points. Was it a fluke? Should we not be looking at the Knicks as a guaranteed lock playoff team? I think they're locked for a playoff run, but are they the Knicks that's like the fourth seed? No. That's 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 all. I think where they're at is cool. I know they had higher aspirations when they traded when they didn't trade for him, but when they acquired Jalen Brunson. Mm-hmm. But where they at right now being a seven eight seed, that is that's a good season for the Knicks. Yeah. I think I agree with you, Derek. Um was I don't think no, no, it wasn't no fluke at all. I think they just had a tough stretch. Um who they just played? They played the Philly. Bulls. They had Philly they, Bulls Raptors. The last Phillies was one I feel like they could have had, but Joel Embiid was just he he got on a different level, and then like George Nian got into that. So it's isn't it the game where James Harden had twenty assists? No, that was the game before that where James had twenty assists. Oh. Um, James had a great game though, but it just wasn't a twenty assist one. Mm-hmm. I like what the Knicks have. You know, obviously they can. There's odd odd loose ends they could do. But I think Jalen Brunson is playing at a high level. Julius Randle is being back to where he was. And RJ like, shooting, hitting shots. Yeah. yeah so I feel like as long as you're getting those three, you're gonna find the you know the other loose ends. It's just you gotta you know stay consistent. Yeah, I agree. I agree with both of y'all. I don't think that because you're in a three game losing streak that now they're not gonna be a playoff team. I still think there's a lot that happened within that win streak and pre- previously um, before that win streak that makes me think that they're gonna be a playoff team. So yeah. shout to the Knicks. You said Denver Nuggets, right? Yes. The Denver Nuggets should be considered the favorite out West. They're the one seed. Jokic is hooping back in MVP conversations. Jamal Murray is looking better and better. Aaron Gordon could get some all-star votes. He's not going to make it, I don't think, but he should get all-star votes. And the defense is coming around. Last We always talked about it on this podcast. It was podcast. ranked 28th last time I checked. And they are 24th now, Derek. <laughs> but, in <the> last two, <laughs> but in the last two weeks, the last two weeks, they were they number seven. Okay. They were so big into a hole that it's going to be hard to crawl out. But if you look just at the last two weeks when they've been doing their thing, they are top ten defense. Yeah, I mean. And a lot they, of that is without Michael Porter Jr. in the lineup. I, I'm I'm slowly getting there. Just because before, for me, it was the defense. I can't look at a team that's ranked 28th defense and think I'm going to take them seriously. Because yeah. we already know when it comes to playoff time, that offense is going to slow down. Now you got to defend, and it, it just never works out. Um but with Jokic playing at this level, it's it's hard to say that they're not, um, because he's just so he does so much on the basketball court. And then when you do have Jamal Murray and MPJ and Aaron Gordon hooping, it, it just, it's a lot going on. And Jokic was the sixty last year without any of that. Mm-hmm. So if you give him these weapons, it makes your team so much more dangerous. So for me, I, right now, I will say yes. You would put them as a top team out west. Yeah. I, I would too, honestly. I think you could look at the other teams that you could kind of like consider it, like the Suns. Uh, it's uh, just no one else I really take that serious out yeah, there. The Pelicans, uh, when I look at the, I think pool. the Pelicans are like they yeah, could the be Pelicans one of those teams. It's just I, I would take the experience if that makes sense a little bit from the Nuggets and what they do. They have a conference uh, finals appearance. Yeah, um, they've definitely been doing it longer than most of those teams out west right now. Besides. No, yeah, I, yeah, they're they're literally the only team that's been there multiple the, times. The Warriors, oh yeah, the, yeah, the Warriors, Warriors Grizzlies, and I mean, if healthy, I guess the Clippers too. Yeah. So I mean, but out of all those teams, I would put the Nuggets there. I think that like they're gonna need like for them to continue what they're doing. I think Aaron Gordon does need to play at that level, though. Like I said, it's gonna be times where probably in the playoffs, teams are daring him to score. He's gonna have to step up, and I mean, he's been doing it this season. And it's just like the pick and roll defense. 
I know Jokic has never been a great pick and roll defender, mm-hmm. but it somehow has to be fixed because as we saw last year, Steph Curry just pick and roll Jokic. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to run into that again. That's just not something you want to look at throughout these years of having Jokic and being like, damn, if we just if we somehow just fix this pick and roll defense, we could have won. Jokic is so crazy, bro. Every time I watch him, I'm just amazed at like all this shit. It was he can like yeah. two, three years ago when I just knew this dude was a computer. When he turned the ball over because like he made a pass too early because he thought like the defense was gonna help. Mm. The defense didn't help. Like he was registering stuff so fast, and I'm like, oh man, this dude, he's gonna be next level. But he he just does everything well. Like well, great offensively. I was like, you can't say he's shit shooting away like sixty percent from the mid range, and yeah. he's taking a lot of them. Like. It makes no sense. Thinking Basketball did a video about him recently. I just seen it. Well, no, I didn't watch it, but I seen the, the video. It's a it's a great video. I recommend it. Just going over like how fast, like basically what you're saying, how fast he computes things and predicts things to make him put put himself in a um, position, the team in a position to win. And like he went through one random game. It was a game against the uh, Grizzlies from a few nights ago, where he said these are the top ten passes that Nikola Jokic made in this game, and every single one of them was like some shit that like. If random role player X made that pass, we'd be like, damn. But it was the, it was 10 in one game. And the the number one one was when he threw it between his legs to Bruce Brown, who caught it, and mm. it was ridiculous. Um, so, yeah. Nicole Jokic is doing some shit that, like, I know that there's a portion of NBA fandom that don't like Jokic, mostly because when people talk Jokic, uh, they believe that people are always just talking about advanced statistics and shit like that. Bro, just watch him hoop. Yeah, he's a just very good player. Just admire the shit player. that he's doing, bro. Because Somebody had tweeted me yesterday talking about one of the worst takes on the show was when D-Mill said Jokic was playing underwhelming. He, you did say but that. He he was at the beginning of the season. Now no, he's not. he wasn't, though. He, he was not he was playing. Just, he, he was just chilling. Killing. He was just chilling, He was averaging bro. 22 points per game. He was averaging, he was averaging like, like eight like, rebounds and eight assists. Like, I don't know what else you want from the man. I, I wanted him to play at MVP he Jokic. Average he was, him. though. If he would have averaged five more Jokic. points, he would have been all alone. Hell, yeah. That's a big jump. That's correct. What do you think he's averaging on the season right now? Uh, it's probably jumped up now, so it's probably like 24. And would you, and a half. Well, would you, would you say that's underwhelming? No, just because the last few weeks he's been dominating. So the, the difference between underwhelming and MVP is four points difference. No, it's the impact and it's the domination. Of the I, I honestly think that you just wasn't really in tune because he was still having an amazing season. He was playing. At that point, I think he was shooting 70% from mid. But we're looking. I'm looking at. I'm not saying Jokic was playing bad. I'm just saying he wasn't playing at what we're used to seeing him play at. And y'all saying he is, but when you look at it, he wasn't. <laughs> I think he still was. He just wasn't shooting the ball as much. The counting stats might not have said it, but the impact was still there, in my opinion, when I was watching them, and it's still carrying true to the day. Yeah, he's got a couple more forty-point triple doubles under his belt, but he was still hooping his ass off. I think he had one game where he had less. He had the one stinky game. Where he had like nine, nine points. Nine, nine. Yeah, he had nine points. If you take that game out, if we talk it through the first month of the season, he was still averaging 25 points. It's just that one game made his counting stats go down because it was only a 12-game sample size. I guess. He's been amazing. He will yes. continue to be amazing, and he's back in conversations. Again, I don't think politically he's going to win his third, but he's playing like he's he's obviously in the conversation for number three in a row. Who is going to win it, do y'all think? Jason Tatum? I think it's, it's. I think it's so early yes. that like it's changing weekly. It seems like it's open. 
It is 100% And I don't like the narrative of Luca being in the MVP conversation. Mm, I know he's playing great. Mm -hmm. But, like, we're not going to put him in those conversations. His team is barely above water. His team Mm -hmm. is, like, the damn eighth seed. Sometimes they're the ninth ninth and tenth seed. Mm -hmm. So, like, why are we putting him in MVP conversations if his team is barely going to be in the play-in? The reason I could see, like, those type of arguments for people saying, like, oh, he can be an MVP is just because when he steps off the court, his team ain't shit. Like, his team would be a lottery team. Probably, like, 10 wins on a season if you wouldn't. I don't even know okay, about that. That's an exaggeration. Bro, if they didn't have Luka Doncic, <laughs> 10? You think Spencer, uh, 10, Spencer did what he led would be the worst Christian team Wood. of all time, though. Think about what's I'm t- talking about this far into the season, though. Oh, okay, okay. I thought no, you meant 10 and 72. I'm talking about okay. right. without, without him this okay. far, they would be a lottery team with about 10 wins on a season. But, like, just because of him, he's got that team to where they are. That's what I would say. Like that, that argument. I just point. don't. I just don't. I don't like how you say Jokic is without him on the court. I, I I see what you're saying, but I don't think the numbers prove. I think the numbers say that when Luca is off the court, they're just as mid versus when he's on the court. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. when you look at Jokic's, the difference between when Jokic is on the court from when he's not is like like the biggest of all time. Right. And, and and I'm saying I agree with you though. Like if Luca wasn't there, the team would be shit. Like he is the team. But I'm just saying, like, advanced stat-wise, there's a huge difference between when Jokic is off the floor versus when – and here I am talking about advanced stats for Jokic. But you get what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, th- there's a big gap. But, I no, I agree. If, if Luka doesn't play, they suck. Um, and when he does play, they're obviously better, but it's still kind of me at two games over 500 as we speak. But the argument against what you're saying is Jokic won MVP last season as a 60. But that's much more impressive than being eighth. Eighth well, the difference, between, the difference right now in the eighth seed and the sixth seed is like half a game. So he can win tonight and be the sixth seed. <laughs> so, I mean, I know we're still early. <laughs> yeah. We're we right against, early. Um, but they go I don't I – don't, I personally don't have him in my top five MVP candidates right now. But if you if somebody at this panel did, I wouldn't be like, oh, you fucking bugging. They go against the Knicks. They go against the Knicks. Oh, dang, the Knicks had a little rough little patch. <laughs> and Jalen Brunson, <laughs> I think, is questionable. They got the same exact record. 18 to 16. 18 to 16. One team looks like they're looking good. The other one, not so much. It's funny because, like, the Dallas Mavericks literally will go on these, like, two game win streaks, then they'll lose a few games. Now mm-hmm. they're back down at the 10, 10 and 9. Being a Mavericks seed, fan like, doesn't seem great, but it should because you have a generational talent. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, how long would that generational talent be here if we can't put a competent team around them? I've seen a lot of YouTube videos in the last two weeks about Luka Doncic and, and his. Uh, it's like, I think Rusty put one together. Shout out to him. Um, was like how you lose a generation of talent or some shit. Um, I love I love Rusty's thumbnails. Rusty's has good thumbnails. Does he have good content? He does. He does. Nah, shout out to <laughs> shout out to Jacob. Shout out to Jacob. Um, but a couple people, not just Rusty. The yeah. same day, somebody else. It might have been Alex Hoops. There's so many people in the community that I don't remember who's dropping like one. Coop. Or something like that. Shout out to shout out to Coop. Um, but somebody did. Somebody just put together yeah. a video of like, damn, if the Mavericks don't figure this shit out. Don't be surprised if Luca uh, requests a trade. But like, Luca pulled up to Christmas in a fucking cowboy outfit. He's he true to Dallas. Right <laughs> He's true to Dallas, man. He even put like four TikToks together of him and his fit. Like his TikTok. His He's TikTok actually TikTok. becoming more like social social media. Like I'm guessing that's his team, right? Yeah, it's got to be his team. I don't think. Lu- well, he. Do you think he's the one who responded to Tom Brady? Was that Tom or Patrick Mahomes? What happened? I don't even know what you're talking about. He tweeted Patrick Mahomes like howdy or something. Like, because Patrick Mahomes quoted the picture or something. Mm. And then Luca responded howdy. And I was like, 
Was that actually Luca? I don't want to discredit him because I don't know him, but it feels it feels like a team thing. It does because like some of his TikToks, or of course they're amazingly edited, which means that the team did it or his team did it. But some of them is like he's in the middle of practice and he's asked a question and he's just like doing selfie style. My favorite Overwatch legend is Hanzo, um, and this guy and this guy. So I don't feel like he was like, oh, in practice, you know what? Let me do his TikTok about Overwatch (laughs) real quick. I think he got a team. It's like, you know what? We ain't posted in two days. Let's talk about some Overwatch. I think it's just like a marketing thing so he could do more sponsorship posts and all mm-hmm. that type of shit, which is good. Yeah. I mean, he's got his own Siggy, right? Or it's coming out soon. Yeah, with Jordan. Um, would y'all buy a Luka Dodge or Siggy? Probably not. No. I don't think I would. I don't think I would I ever hoop in Jordan. any Jordan signature shoes. Really. Yeah, they usually yeah. mid. But you know what? I think recently they've been a lot better. When you compare it to like early mellow signature shoes, I think Basketball shoes in general have evolved from since that that era, um, but they look a lot better now than they did years ago for sure. Yeah. But like, I wonder what a player like Luca, because he's so internationally known and and great, if his sneaker sales overseas dominate what it what they are here in the states. I feel like they probably will. Yeah, I would imagine too. I, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm kind of naive to did like you? overseas hooping and stuff. I know in Slovenia he's big because that's his country. Like they have whole arenas and courts built out to him but like what's the country next to slovenia do they care about luca because he's not he doesn't oh rep them. yeah mm-hmm. i mean he might have he might rep the continent but do you care about that and then those know. countries go hard for like their country yeah so yeah, like i don't know maybe they buying lucas and burning them maybe they just don't rock with him i don't <laughs> i don't know hey you you doing you doing you him doing yeah, you still doing him a favor. That, hey, that him boy a Michael, Michael Jordan the, don't the care. Dirk he statues. Needs that check still gonna catch. Yes, the Dirk, the Dirk statues statue looks amazing. Oh I yeah, know. I love the Dirk. Compared statue. to what it w- looked like beforehand, did you see the previous model? Mm. No, I didn't. The previous model was the same him fading away, which is dope. But instead of it, him just having one ball, he had three. So it's like kind of showing like the trail of the ball. Oh, but people said it looked like anal beads. <laughs> and and a, a tweet went viral that was like, Mr. Cuban, I know you're on Twitter. Do not build this statue because it will be horrendous. And if you look at statues recently in sports, whether it be a Sean Taylor statue or that no statue or for, um, a Cristiano Ronaldo statue, statues in general recently have an ass. So for Dirks to come out and be perfect. Love it. Shout out to Dallas, bro. It's yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Everything about it. The even the quote at the bottom is like, um, loyalty never fades away. Beautiful quote. That's a beautiful for Dirk quote. Because he's fading in the damn thing. Do you think Dirk picked that quote? I don't think so. But he did have a part because I was watching the um when they were revealed it in the, the inscription, legacy never fades away. I think I might be misquoting it, has exactly 21 letters. Oh come, wow. on, that's crazy. come on, bro. That's the, that's amazing. Come on, man. Shout and, out to and, Dirk, man. Shout out to Dirk. I like how they got the hyper dunks on him too. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I, I want to be a kid again to rewatch like Dirk, Tim Duncan, yeah. and all of this stuff. You see, you still see Dirk's impact in today's game for sure. Yeah, I still take that fade away one footer, one foot. Kevin Durant still got it in his bag. Use it all crazily. The time. Yep. Yeah. So. You you definitely see the impact of Dirk Nowitzki in the NBA still today. My favorite. He's the reason why Biggs are now really shooting threes. And power, shit. So, favorite power forward of all time, man. Yeah. Over Timmy? Over Timmy. Timmy's the best. Oh. But favorite, Dirk. Okay. Dirk. Shout out to Timmy, though. Timmy's a, Timmy's a fun dude. He just don't care. 
If they unveiled a, a Timmy Duncan statue, I don't think Tim Duncan is coming to the goddamn arena to see that shit unveiled. That's why Giannis said. I think said, he would. I think he would. That's why Giannis said he wanted to be like Tim Duncan. He said, I want to disappear when I'm done. Like, when was the last time you heard from Tim Duncan? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I Tim Duncan was seen, coaching. I could have swear they just had a picture of him somewhere. And it, it was at, like at the NBA. Gap. Was, no, no, I went back there. No. I swear it was an NBA arena, too. Uh, no, no. He, um, the Spurs were doing this thing where they were bringing former Spurs on the broadcast. I'm pretty sure he pulled up to that. Um, I don't think he was actually on the broadcast, but they've been doing like legacy nights oh. for like former players. I think he pulled up for for one of those. Um, I would love to hear Tim Duncan do a play by play on the mic. Something, right? I I wonder would it be entertaining? Y'all seen the story where Demarcus Cousins had told about him? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I talk about he's trying to talk shit to him. Yeah. And then like he, he ain't say nothing. Like 12 he's, points straight he scored like yeah, 12, 15 <laughs> points straight. Yeah. And told him, Good job. <laughs> Do you know? He said they got under my skin. <laughs> he said, I ain't never talked shit to him again. Do you know? It's like that subtle shit talk. It's like completely different from Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. I even think Kevin Garnett has spoken on it, but like he just does things that's like, hey, good job. Hey, yeah. all, you almost got it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like it's passive aggressive is exactly it's, it's like just and if you that dominant, what do you? Nobody can fuck with you. Nobody's yeah. fucking with Tim Duncan, bro. And it wasn't even like he was crazy flashy. He was just fundamentally yeah. sound and just just did the right thing. He had a little athleticism when he was younger, but like he was just good. I always say I took Tim Duncan for granted when I was growing up. He was just so good, and it was so like vanilla. Yeah, but I didn't care. It was born in you when you. It were was younger. born when I was young. But, but now, when I go back and rewatch like the 2014 Spurs, and that was old Tim Duncan, or go back to watch MVP Tim Duncan, I'm like, bro, I'm bogus as hell. <laughs> and that's why I be trying to explain to the people that watch my videos, especially the younger people, bro. Do not take these motherfuckers for granted. LeBron had 38 points right on Christmas, 36 points on Christmas. The team got decimated. You shouldn't have took that for granted, bro. You shouldn't take Kevin Durant is 34. Yeah. He's still playing like he's 26. <laughs> Don't take it for granted because you think that he's going to be doing this forever because eventually gonna his career is going to end. And you're going to be like, damn, I wish I watched more uh, more Kevin Durant. I wish I watched more, I guess, Russell Westbrook already on the decline, I guess. But like even now. Watching Russ right now is still pretty cool, still pretty yeah. fun. So don't take it for granted, man. Stephen Curry, good to watch. Steph, him. Steph Curry. I mean, we got to watch. Old. We got to watch Chris Paul be at his prime, yep. and then we got to see him decline. Yep. So, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Melo. You just said fuck Chris Carmelo, Paul. Carmelo. We said Carmelo is a good example to, too. Carmelo was one of got me in the basketball, and I got to see him now not be able to be find a roster. Yeah. Spot. It was somebody yesterday. I can't remember, but they were like, "Oh, now he's thirty years old," and I was like, "I remember watching this dude come into the league, bro." Who? Oh, oh, Pierre said that about Jordan. Clarkson, bro, that's another. Bro. Oh wow! Pierre said that about Jordan. Like, damn, Jordan Clarkson about to be thirty, and I agree. I feel like Jordan Clarkson was just with the Lakers, bro. <laughs> it don't feel like that long ago, man. Yeah. It don't feel like that long ago. I feel like those two COVID years erases two years off of your memory. That I I can I can feel that because like even even when it comes to like immediate family, I'm like, damn. You going into high school now? I feel yeah. like you was just the like in third grade. It's ridiculous, man. COVID fucked up everything. <laughs> but uh, even like, even to a lower tier, I would say even like Joe Johnson's. Mm. Like Joe Johnson was amazing. Yep. And he wasn't fast. He was just super smooth and he had a nice handle. He mm-hmm. knew how to create his own shot. And it was just like, and you got to saw him eventually, like he fell out. But it was like watching him at his prime, he was like, damn. Mm-hmm. You, un- you didn't appreciate probably what Joe Johnson was doing on the court. For sure. I, and especially if they have like a, a unique play style, like a Joe Johnson, where yeah. his, his first step wasn't on shit. No. <laughs> but he's still getting past you for some reason. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, 
Don't just hey. If you take anything away from this this podcast, don't take these boys for granted. Enjoy that ball. We gonna look back at Kyrie Irving highlights and be like, holy shit. Yep. yep. Like, I I am I've legitimately made it a like a, a priority to watch the plus thir- thirty plus guys in the league every chance I get because again, you like everybody's not gonna age like Braun. Everybody's no. not gonna be to forty still dominating. I think maybe only KD and I don't know about Steph. Maybe Steph, I would say Steph because what he does is so great. I don't think he's going to Yeah, I think he'll that. always be able to run off the ball and yeah. shoot threes. And Kevin Durant, I mean, he's just always going to be able to shoot over people. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to change. But, like, unless you – because what we're talking about now is people that are arguably top ten of all time. Yeah. So, like, once we get to that other tier where they're not top ten, I'm, I'm trying to make it a conscious effort to watch those dudes because you just don't know. You don't know when their last, like, really good mm-hmm. seasons will be. And I know the NBA is a very, very young league, and we all in love with the young people, which you should be. She also admired the older people too because they still they still you got know what a lot I think of game. about mm-hmm. they're like you talking about age gracefully. I don't, I wonder how Giannis is gonna age. Yeah, yeah, no, Giannis is gonna be a very interesting aging guy. Because yep. even if he's you know he still got like his skill like five plus more years of just like straight contact to the body has got to mm-hmm. be crazy to you. I was putting together TikTok where I was trying to predict the top t- who I think was gonna be the top ten players in basketball in five years. And I was looking at Giannis, who I think at that time would be 32 years old, and I was like, will he still be the best player in basketball in five years? Or is the gap between him and Luka now, who's 23, not as significant, and Luka's going to age into his prime while Giannis is aging out of his prime? Mm-hmm. Or, like you said, will Giannis continue to age? Will he gra- age gracefully with the amount of force that he like, – It's like a lot of players that play with that type of force don't. Yeah. And we see him take steps to to be more than like a straight bruiser, and he, he's been doing a great job at that through the course of his career. But like by the time he's thirty, do we think he's gonna be? Is he gonna hide a full bag? Exactly. To where he could do, and it that feels everything. disrespectful because he is the best player in basketball at what he does. You no, know what but he's the best in the we're world. We're just speaking on the hole that he has, and this yeah. is shooting. Mm-hmm. And I seen him, like I said, on that uh, Christmas game. It looked like he was taking a lot of jumpers, mm-hmm. but the way his play style is, him taking jumpers, you don't even want him. Like I know he gets a lot of criticism, like he's running duck man and all that. I want him going to the rim because honestly, yeah. he looks like yeah. he he bails the defense out when he takes jumpers. You know? Yeah. I was always questioning whether James Harden was aged like well, because like he was never super fast. But mm-hmm. like when his athleticism did decline, I was like, "How is it going to decline?" But as we see now, he's still very solid. As long as they got the pick and roll, yeah. he'll be cool. He's still All Star caliber. Yeah. yeah, maybe not All NBA anymore. He's not giving you thirty eight points a game like he. Used oh yeah, to. I just he will never be Houston Rockets James exactly. Harden. Exactly, but so he's still very good. He might be Houston Rockets James Harden. Yes, that is actually also true. He, Which is fucking crazy. Um, do y'all want to? Do, how do y'all feel about James Harden making a return in Houston? You know what? I was confused at like why, but the, I follow a couple of Houston Rockets fans and they were they were talking themselves into it because of course they still love James Harden. And one of the things is they don't they don't own the rights to their own picks after the season anyway. So it's not like we like oh James gonna come in and make us at least competent. Now we can't get the first overall pick. I think they have some swaps because because you had the James trade, you have this and that. Um, so they don't really care about draft capital. They've been in a lot. They're going to be in the lottery top five pick for the third year in a row. Like how many years do you need to be at the bottom for you to start the, to pick up? It, I, I am, I would be a little bit worried with like some of the development within their young core. Cause yeah. like we just saw you last night, Alperin Sengun dominated the, the Bulls. Yes, he was yes. the best player on the court with DeMar DeRose and Vucevic and Zach Levine on the court with them. But with, a, with James Harden, 
it feels like Sengun would be kind of an afterthought because of his play style. And he would be like kind of used like Clint Capella was. Yeah, but and he, he don't not, have the athleticism. He doesn't have that. He he plays his game in a very unique way for the center position. So, I mean, sure, whatever. But like, you're you're definitely gonna regress your development. I development. Like, I like, but what it might improve your too. development for like because they could they could use like a more solidified playmaker. Kevin KPJ has been really good. Been Him and right. Jalen Green have been really damn good. Mm-hmm. But I could see it like obviously Jay. James Harden is the type of dude that makes his teammates better, though. You know how many open looks Jabari Smith Jr. will get if James Harden is on the roster? That is very true. So you're going to get his development increasing. And if James decides to go back to Houston, he obviously knows that they're still trying to develop these dudes. He's not going to come in and be like, all right, trade the young dude away. We need Clint back. We need <laughs> PJ back. Like we, He's not going to do that. He's going to come in, and he's going to accept his role. Um, but I like all the memes that came from that. Like, damn, Philly strippers down bad, and you know what I'm saying, all of that. It was reported that he was working out with the Houston Young Corps a yep. lot in the uh, <laughs> yeah. Toyota Center in the offseason. Yeah. He's been this planning report, this the entire yeah. time. And it, he didn't deny it at the podium either. He, it kind of looked like he was shocked that this was leaked. It was yeah. like, oh, I don't know where that came from, <laughs> but I'm excited to be here in Philly. <laughs> While we're talking about the Rockets, so I, I'm, Jabari Smith Jr. is low-key starting to grow on me, yeah. like how he's been playing. He's good. Even if his shots, he might not always shoot, you know, the best on the field. I like what he does defensively and just, like, his rebounding and just, like, you can see he's got that heart to it, especially when the game is getting close. He wants, you know, the big spots. So he'll, I know this is stupid, but, like, he plays with some passion. Yeah. yeah. You know, he'll hit a shot, he's screaming. You know, I know a lot of people do, but I love to see that because I didn't think that was the type of player he was no, when know. he came out of the draft. I think that's amazing. That's an amazing characteristic that you would like to see in your players. Them showing emotion and looking like they care about the game mm-hmm. instead of just like kind of just going through the motions and when they're not playing good, they don't really care. I feel like Jabari kind of just, he brings that energy. That's kind of what I liked from Scotty Barnes. Mm. Like, Scotty Barnes is a rookie. You felt his energy and his tenaciousness on the court on a night-in, night-out basis. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the stats, you felt Scotty Barnes on the court. I can't really say it's always the same nowadays. So. Yeah, it's been it's been a str- a lot of ups and downs for Scotty in year two. A lot of ups and downs. Uh, one yeah. of my things for the for this buy or sell, which we kind of got away from, which is fine. We have a good conversation on the Houston Rockets was that Jalen Green has been the most improved year two player. I know that might do, make y'all dig into that draft a little bit more, but he's he's been really damn good this season. So yeah, I, mean, I, I thought it would have been K, but injuries definitely derailed him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it would definitely be Jalen Green. Yeah, he's been really good this season. Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I wouldn't put it past him for that. And then also, it's just. As a scorer, it's hard to come in like immediately and just be super efficient and effective. So I think that like that year two, just that that year under his belt has got him going. He looks a lot better, mm-hmm. like like not veteran, but you could tell like he's, he's just seasoned. Yeah, he's a, he's a good he's a good dude. He's a fun dude to watch too. Mm-hmm. The man hit a step back off glass three pointer from the wing with two seconds on the shot clock last night, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> Here we go. And that was early in the game, too. I was like, yeah, this is not about to be good. This is the 2021 draft, right? Yeah, yeah 2021 draft. Who else Who else is in there that has a conversation? Because Evan Mobley has Evan been better, Mobley. but I'm saying biggest improvement. Um, it's no one. Really, it's right? It's just him. Yeah, it's just him. I mean, Franz. Franz yeah. started off slow, and since then he's picked it up, and the Orlando Magic have been winning. Herb Jones has been solid. Yeah. But I would still put Jalen. Yeah, his his yeah, impact is like somewhat muted now. His his impact yeah. is completely different from what you're gonna get from Jalen Green. Yep. So like, Jalen Suggs, Josh Giddy, Franz, Davion Mitchell, Zaire. Like 
This this draft class is definitely it's just Jalen Green. Mm-hmm. When you talk about improvement, 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 yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. most improvement, should, significant though. improvement, as he yeah. should though. Yeah, yeah. The top pick. I, I'll be explaining to people progression is not linear. So yeah. like just because in year two somebody's struggling or not as good don't mean that they. Jalen Johnson's be. been doing his thing with Atlanta. Who's that? Jalen Johnson. Oh, okay. He's, he's improved. This yeah, season yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Josh Christopher really hasn't done much. He's like been crazy. in the G, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't really got much burn. Yeah. Which is so. unfortunate because I mean they're already a young team. And I told so. you, I think Sha- I was like Shaq's at that game. He was at the yeah. Houston game. He had yeah. depth of Josh Christopher. Oh, it's funny. I also so feel funny. like I haven't seen a lot of Cam Thomas either with the Knicks. I mean with the Nets. He had the one game where he was dominating because everybody was injured. Everybody so was he, out. Yeah. He had like twenty something. But he he's such a funny player because he gonna get his when he on the court. Oh, for sure, <laughs> <laughs> he gonna get his. I ain't never KD. seen somebody like that. Exactly, I ain't, <laughs> I ain't never seen somebody like that in this early of his career. That's like I'm gonna get my shots, and if you disagree, then you can fuck off. That's that's the mindset T.J. Warren has. Oh yeah, <laughs> T.J. earned it with the bubble though. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, you, um, I always thought it was funny that like I don't know if y'all remember summer league. Cam Thomas had a great game. And then Steve Nash said that we want to see him play make more. And then they asked Cam Thomas about that in the postgame interview, and he was pissed. And that's the moment we should have known that Steve Nash wasn't going to last, bro. If you lost <laughs> Cam Thomas in the locker room, you know what I'm saying? I've Steve never looked at good. Cam Thomas and thought I want him to play make more. Some guys, you don't want them to play make more. You want them to do what they're doing. Let's go score the ball. I kind of understand where Steve is from, coming from. Because, again, when Cam touches that ball, don't expect to get it back. It's kind of a black hole when it comes to that. But, he, I mean, he's solid at it. Yeah. But. You know, you don't really want a black hole as a role player, really. If I'm going to be Jordan a black Clarkson. hole, yeah, I don't he even can. consider Jordan so, Clarkson a so black hole. what about J.R. Smith? J.R. Hmm. Smith, you were, That's probably the you, highest level black hole in the history of basketball. That's not a star. Because <laughs> actually, I don't think you really can be a star by being a black hole. You have to be able to make your teammates better, right? Would you say J.R. Smith I, made his teammates better? No. No, I... I think that's what separate the level of what you can do. It separates you. Is there anybody in the league right now that's a black hole that's like an all star? No, right. Everybody. Brings Everybody brings yeah. something. That's what makes you a star. Yeah, you got to be able to do more than just shoot the ball when you touch it. That's kind of why like guys get put into like that six man type role because I feel like a lot of you want that dude that's gonna come in and just shoot mm-hmm. and just be like that bucket for you. And I think that's value in there. If you For a sure. great bucket getter, but you don't really do much, I'm gonna let you run with the second unit. You could shoot all the shots you want. Yeah, keep us afloat. I'm trying yeah. to think. Well, I mean, you could do this year. I was thinking last year, who is the All Star who probably averaged the least amount of assists? Probably Andrew Wiggins. But oh, it is Wiggs. Yeah, yeah. For sure. But he's not. Even but a he's black not even hole. a black hole no more. He defends at a high level and and he plays his, in a warrior system. His possessions are limited. When I think black hole, I'm thinking about dribble, dribble, dribble. Right. Let me get my shot off. I feel like Wiggs is a lot of catch and shoot. He does put it on the floor to get that midi or get to the basket, but he, it's it's hard to be black hole with the way the Warriors play basketball. Oh, yeah. You no. have to swing it. You have to make quick decisions. So Even Jordan Poole, even though he's a shot taker, he's going to get his. Yeah. He's not a black hole at all because he's still an amazing passer. I'm going to rapid fire through these other ones. Y'all can say buy or sell, and if you really want to dive into it, you just let me know. The Bo- the Boston Celtics are the heavy favorite to win the East. Buy. Uh, I'll buy it for you. D. I wouldn't Mills. say heavy, but I will say they are the favorites. Okay, Joel Embiid has a legitimate chance at MVP this season. I'd buy it. I'd I'll buy it. it. It seems like the MVP race is pretty open. It seems like it could change month to month. Do you buy the idea 
that Trey Young is going to be the next player to request a trade. It was it was reported by Chris Hayes that he was at the G League showcase, so an arrival executive said that Trey Young is next. Buy or sell? I'll I'll sell it because I haven't heard it from Trey Young himself, so I, I don't believe I don't believe Shinto to come from the source. I'd sell. I think they'll get rid of Nate before they do Trey. I agree with that. I think Trey Young's dad went up to Twitter and was like. How would a rival executive know anything about Trey Young? Trey Young doesn't <laughs> talk to rival executives. <laughs> and I just thought that was funny. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton is an all-star. Buy or sell? Buy. Buy. Yeah. Take that Wally Zerviak. Um, Starter, according to Bleach Report. <laughs> the Magic should have play-in hopes. They've been playing a lot they're, better they're, basketball. They're one of the best teams in the month of December. They were like 8-2. and two. Mm-hmm. Why so. not? I'll it depends buy. on where they. I don't know. They're they're like two ga- uh, game and a half out of the play in right oh, now. Oh yeah, they need a buy. They can compete for the play. The Pelicans should be buyers at the deadline. Uh, got some the good, right pieces around. Got some yes, contracts got a lot of draft capital for a Miles or, Turner. Do they said Miles Turner signed an extension basically, so that's okay. There. So um, if the right piece is available, yes. But don't, don't I don't even know what that right. Yeah, I don't even know what that right piece is. So I would say I would sell on that. The Grizzlies talk too much. Buy or sell? <laughs> buy it, but I love it. I, I, I love, love it because it just seems like it's in their nature, so just keep it there, so I'll buy it. Okay. The league should be afraid of the Clippers. For sure. Buy it because Kawhi has been playing amazing. And when Kawhi is playing amazing, it, his teams are usually pretty good. So, I'm going to say no. I like mm-hmm. the Clippers with the least amount of expectations possible. That sounds like Lakers bias to me. <laughs> no, I just feel like anytime there's expectation on the Clippers, it, it just gets too high, and it's just it's easy to be let down. Kawhi's played 13 games a season. What do you think their record is in the games that Kawhi, Kawhi has played? Uh, you said 13? 13. Say 9 and 4. All right, 11 and 3. Wait, no, that doesn't. 11 games. They won 11 games. 11 and 2. They are 10 and 3 when Kawhi plays this oh. season. I mean, his counting stats are just 16 points per game. It ain't like he's he's he the last he started the last off three games. Few. I think he the last three games he's like been a playing really good. He had a 31 point game, 16 point game, then a 28 point game, and a game winner too. And a game winner against um, what he called the Charlotte Rozier? Hornets. He called him Tony Rozier. That's oh, he, he did. Called, <laughs> he called <him> Tony Rozier. <laughs> Tony the Tiger. That's crazy. So That's I'm, disrespectful. I'm forever calling him Tony Rozier. Um, that's such a Kawhi thing to do. Too. Yeah, like you know, he don't be watching the other teams. Like, why would he care about Terry Rozier? He just showing, <laughs> <laughs> and he gave he gave Tony Rozier some flowers too. He's like, they I saw that they had a good fin- defender on me, Tony Rozier. Who <laughs> <laughs> did like, LeBron? Uh, did he say Ty- Tyler Jones? Uh Tyler who? He's somebody. I think Tyus Jones, and he said uh, like, Tyler, uh, Tyler Jones. I want somebody said some shit like that. <laughs> I think it's always funny when NBA players don't know other NBA players. Yeah. Like because, like, the role players, they, exactly, like, butcher their names. I remember when um, Duncan Robinson was lighting some team up, and there was a picture of an assistant coach on the bench tweeting or Googling, who's number 55 <laughs> <laughs> on the Miami <laughs> He was Googling it in the middle of the game, bro, because he didn't know who Duncan Robinson was. I mean, he going to have them players you don't know. You see, he just didn't know who Orlando Robinson I was. I didn't. I still don't. <laughs> I just know his first name is Orlando. I keep anytime I hear Orlando, I think about Johnson. Orlando Johnson. Shout out to Orlando 2K. Johnson. Yeah, from two K. Bucket fifth, fifteenth round pick. Bucket. Um, do do do. The Mavericks should extend Christian Wood. He's eligible for like a four year seventy seven. Like it's a smaller contract, 
Um, uh, yes. I don't think you're going to get a better center right now than Christian Wood. I'm not mad at it. I would I would take that. And you tra- you traded for him. You might as well buy in. He seems like your best cent- the best center you've had in a minute. The Rudy Gobert trade is irredeemable. Especially if it don't work out. If you don't get nothing out of this, I'm not even saying win a championship. If you don't look like a great team or like a really good team at one point, then, yeah, this is a whole failure. I buy. I don't like the trade. Do they trade Car Anthony Towns to make it redeemable? Because he can get you some picks back. Maybe yeah. a player. I mean, at that point, you have to. He's your most valuable asset besides Anthony Edwards. So. Okay. I, I would at least finish the year on move on. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm talking like the next year. Uh, last two. The Warriors can hold the fort till Curry comes back. They've been looking pretty solid. Without, I mean, not great. As long as they're at home, they yeah. look great. I think Jordan Poole does enough right now for them to be able to stay afloat. So they'll be all right. Um, Draymond Green's still playing good. He's playing solid too. So three points, thirteen rebounds, thirteen assists on Christmas. Beautiful. I said, I said my Lakers would be better than them, and I don't think that's gonna be it no more. So I'm gonna say I buy in. When did you say that? I said the Lakers will be better. I, the Lakers had the potential to be better than the Warriors, with missing their best players. All oh, right, 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 right. With the context, right? Okay. Yeah. And the last one is the Lakers. LeBron made a mistake by signing the extension. He did. He definitely so. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah. I'd Why? I don't understand. Hey, Jeannie Buss and Rob Palinka, they be doing some wizardry. Wizardry. How the how they, did they convince magic. arguably the greatest player of all time who never does stuff like this, by the way. LeBron is a dude that would let his contract expire and then sign a one more year plus an option or something. Before his contract was up, when the team was looking grim, they convinced that man signed signed for more years. He wanted to be in L.A., I guess. That's the only reason I could think of it. Space Jam 3. But not signing it puts pressure on the organization to do some shit. He's there. He's just there. (laughs) He's he's just going to sit. But also, if he wants out, he could just leave at any time. Do you think so? Yes. Do you think that makes sense for LeBron James's legacy, if we care about that, for him to request a trade right now? I don't. For a guy that has never requested a trade, never been traded, and always been a winner, the one of the the only destination where his team cannot win, he's like, "Fuck it, send me somewhere where I can win." If you ask me, it's not even like a LeBron thing. It's a front office thing. I don't feel like this front office is doing what I want to do to help me compete. So I want to leave. They are not. They're, they didn't keep. They, they didn't hold up. They ended the bargain. Is that so in LeBron's what? character? I don't think it I is. I feel like for most time, most of his career, his teams have always had solid, competent pieces around him, to where he can at least make it to the finals. The only reason I can see that is the only, like people would think like, oh, he's about to be thirty eight years old or whatever. Like he's doing it because he doesn't he doesn't have much time left. But other than that, I don't see no reason because it's not like. He can't go with that James Harden type of thing where he's like, I didn't sign up for this. Like, he did everything there. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, like, that's that's his mess, you know? I don't understand how Rob Palenka has a job. Yeah, they, and then they signed him to Every another. Everything he's done over the last – not everything, obviously. He won a championship. But he won a championship. Shout when, out to him. Yeah. But after that, post that, everything he's done has been a near failure. Mm-hmm. And he's got an extension for it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. think, think, about, think about this. Think about this. Everybody be talking about Dennis Schroeder. He left the money on the table. He fumbled the bag. That was a fucking blessing for the Lakers. Because Dennis <laughs> Schroeder's not good at basketball. Y'all tried to get that man $90 million, and he's not him. 
Dennis Schroeder said that offer was never on the table. He, and yeah, I want to say that they did. offered him that like during part of the season too because he was able to like for an extension. And then the playoffs came around. And he was not on shit. He's not a ninety million dollar player, but the Lakers in that point thought he was worth that, and they tried to give him that. Thank God that Dennis Schroeder for the Lakers fans. Thank God that Dennis Schroeder and his his agency was like, we think we can get Mo, because now you have another bad contract. Well, you probably wouldn't. They probably wouldn't have Russell Westbrook. Well, he could have been in that trade. I'm. Are you sure about that? I'm trying to think about the timeline of when he he turned down the money that wasn't actually there. No, because it was before the Russell Westbrook trade for sure. It definitely was. So, if he would have signed that extension, they probably wouldn't have been able to. No, because they would still have the pieces to give away. He would just be sitting his ass there on ninety million dollars. <laughs> I mean, maybe you could look at that as an asset, not an asset. It'd be money, t- money to send. Yeah, but it's still a negative asset, though. Like how people are saying, not worth that shit. At exactly. All. You gonna need to give me an extra pick to take on Russell Westbrook. You'd have to throw in three picks to take on two years of Dennis Schroeder at at that point forty five million dollars. And it's just like there's no like true direction to this theme. Like I don't even know what the next move is for the. Well, they better. said that they don't have one. They're hesitant to make a deal because they don't know what's going on with Anthony Davis. Which I guess shout out to Rob Palinka because he could have traded those picks. The BR article said that they were hesitant to make the deal because of the pet the things that they've done in the past that haven't worked. <laughs> they don't believe in themselves anymore. Then <laughs> Which, I'm gonna I'm gonna go see if I can pull up the exact yeah. article, but I'm pretty sure that's what it that said. That shit was funny when I read it. Man, hey, we in out. this together, Mike. Both our organizations been bad. At least you had some some hope two years ago. You got a ring. Yeah. You got to no, you didn't just experience one it's, ring in your lifetime. You experienced multiple rings in your lifetime. Oh, was that pre you being an NBA fan? The last Wait, championship. Said it one time? That you were you got oh, like twenty ten. Ex- yeah, you got to experience NBA championships as a fan. Or was that before I, you were I, Lakers fan? I wouldn't say that I was like I experienced that as like a true fan. Okay. But twenty twenty for sure. You yeah. were you were there, you were on the podcast in the Zoom era mm-hmm. and uh you was excited about it and you should have been. But the rest of us, we might not ever see a championship in our lifetime. So the headline of this one says, "LA doesn't want to, LA doesn't want to compound previous mistakes with more win now trades." And they basically saying, "We fucked up. We gonna fuck up again." (laughs) That should sound like they too deep in. Because what trade even puts them in? Like you, like oh, they're a contender now because they got someone. There's nobody unless like. You get some random name that's uh, like you Y'all already know it's unobtainable. unobtainable. A lightly used DeMar DeRozan? That ain't doing shit for us. <laughs> yeah, you're right. DeRozan does not fit. We De- don't need no more twos. We need threes. We have we dominate twos. <laughs> we dominate the twos. We need threes. And DeRozan would definitely not improve y'all defense at all. Does, does DeMar DeRozan get, get the final shot on the team with LeBron James and Anthony Davis? Probably right. I don't see why not. I mean, I really don't. If, if he's not, I don't want him on the court. Damn. <laughs> no, I'm not. not no, even as a decoy. No. If, if I know for sure, I'm a about mid-range. Who has had the most game winners in the last two seasons? It's probably Demar Derozan, Devo, baby. A mid-range. A mid-range from Demar Derozan is probably one of the best shots you can get. I mean, talk about it. It don't Knicks, matter if it's contested or the not. Knicks saw people. that firsthand. Yes, they did. <laughs> it don't really matter. Shout out to Jalen Brunson for those missed free throws, my boy. It depends how much time left. Still though. got love for Illinois. I see. I'm pretty sure DeMar DeRozan was doing what Kobe did to Gilbert Arenas. Yeah, we don't career. have the sound of that. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he did the same exact thing where if you missed it. LeBron. LeBron did that to Gil. Oh, LeBron did that to mm-hmm. Gil? In the oh, yeah, yeah. I thought it, I don't know why I thought it was Kobe. 
But uh, when LeBron did that to Gil, I'm pretty sure DeRozan did the same thing to Brunson. Yeah, and Br- Brunson was laughing like after he missed the first one because yeah. DeMar walked past. He said, and he said so. something and he started to giggle, and then he gamed the OS. He definitely, he but definitely nobody, told nobody him. benefited from that because then it gave the Bulls fake hope that we back, and then they won another game after that. Then they got smoked by a team that had like two road wins for the season before that. So on Filipino night too, Pac- Patrick Williams. Though. I had I had family there. It's like it was Filipino night. They had the Filipino jerseys and stuff. It was dope. It got fucking smoked. Why you say Patrick Williams, though? He just be having some plays. He looked solid. Uh, two plays, to be exact. <laughs> he had one play. He, he locked up on defense and got a tra- transition bucket. I'm like, okay. Do your thing. It don't even seem like Patrick Williams on the court a lot. Wait, it's number not 21. He's not 21. It's, I don't even honestly when I watch the Bulls, I don't even see like Patrick Williams is having that much of an impact where he's like noticeable. It's because he can't. He, he has. He's not in a position to do it. <laughs> but you know what gave me some hope with Patrick Williams? Somebody said he's younger than like three or four people that got drafted in the lottery this yeah. season. Yeah, Patrick so Williams. I think he came in at like eighteen. Fuck. He was the youngest player in the draft when we drafted him. The youngest um, American player in the draft when we drafted yeah. him. So it's a lot of hope still. I mean. We just won't see it unless we sell. You got to develop them. We got to see what happens. They don't do that. Never have. Not in this era. <laughs> Not in this era. I mean, bring back Tom Thibodeau. Let's see what he can do. Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, gonna bring back Taj Gibson. Hey. Hey. Joe Kim Noah so going to get another job. So be it, baby. <laughs> Derrick Rose coming with him. That would be crazy as hell. That's, he, that's a thing to do, though. Trade Zach Levine to New York and get back Derrick Rose and let Derrick Rose play a bunch of minutes so people forget that we traded away Zach Levine to New York because we got one half a season the with game, D. Rose. Yeah, that game, bro, um, when New York came here, I seen at least like six people on my or Snapchat or Instagram story like them just posting Derrick Rose at that game. I'm yeah. like, bro, people love him. Don't some sell Rose, tickets, bro. bro. If he's back, it don't matter if he was in, in Detroit or he was in Minnesota or whatever. Whenever Derrick Rose is in this city, he going to sell hella tickets. Facts. It's, it's Derrick Rose. You expect nothing less. Shout out Derrick Rose. Man, that nice. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have a city on my back like that. Like, to, no matter where I'm at, no matter if you I'm gone or not. You're working on it. Yeah, you the, can get the, to that point. The city of Chicago going to always be there for D-Mills. You working we'll do on the it. wire in yeah. general. What do you do to do that from a non-sports or music perspective? Damn it, possible. You yeah. have to be like an insane artist, I think. But he, I feel like artistry is still. I feel like artistry doesn't get the love from like the city that it should. Or anybody, really. Yeah, no. You're right. You have to like, you're getting the love from people who appreciate art, and not everybody appreciates yeah. art at that level to where they're going to like, oh my God, they're going to these. Let me take a picture with him. Like, mm-hmm. it's not. <laughs> Shout right. out, man. Because I think a lot of the times you don't really know who the art Like, yeah, you the don't... guy that made this, if he walked past me in the street, I wouldn't know what he, I don't know what he looks like. <laughs> you know? So I, I couldn't even say, hey, that shit go crazy because I don't know what he looks like. Yeah, I just know his name is Canvas. That's all I know. So, it's over there somewhere. <laughs> um, same thing with Mastiz. Like, his murals are crazy. But if we didn't meet him, I wouldn't know he was the guy that did that. Mastiz mm-hmm. is actually a very talkative guy. I love yeah. to it. Was, have it was fun working with him. Yeah, no, he's amazing. I know they only saw like maybe like four minutes. I don't think they saw it at all. Oh, that, that one hasn't been out? No, I mean, as in like nobody knows. Oh, it didn't yeah. exist on our channel, right? No, it doesn't. It's it. on Where the fuck was it at? It was on the HOA channel. Yeah, nobody watched that video. And they were on. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> nah, that's my guy though. That's my, I be liking you know, his cool pictures still on IG. Yeah. We did like though. four of those, and all of them were chopped down to like three and a half minutes. And they didn't even have thumbnails. <laughs> How do you expect a successful YouTube video without any thumbnail? One of the thumbnails was literally my face. It was just like boom. They they said people will click on this, and link. they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they still didn't. So I don't know. Hey, we got the bag, I guess. I guess. Then we wouldn't know. No, I know. We, <laughs> we got free trips, though. We got free trips. Yeah. And I ain't never going to complain about a free trip. Yeah. Pre I've been to Cali. Cali three times. In no, like two months, right? <laughs> like we were back and forth to Cali so much this year. Yeah. We, we de- oh, I think we got one more podcast before the end of the year. No, we don't. Let me see. Do we got one more? Yes, we do. Last day of the year. We should do a Through the Wire yearly recap. We talk all the stories from this year on our trips and stuff. Fuck basketball this Saturday. We just do a. Did you? Oh, uh, damn, we might have to do that because we can't really do that. I shit on the pod. I was going to say, did you watch the TTW clips through the Wire's uh, best moments of the year? No, I saw it was like an hour long. Oh, so I didn't he watch also has that. And then I got to DM him back again. I want to see the results because you know he had put all the polls in, for right? So he had like a Through the Wire like best moment of the year. He had. Worst fit of the year, like just a oh, bunch wow. of awards. See, yeah. And everybody submitted like answers to the polls. Hey, so Clips, man, we appreciate you, bro. For sure, for sure. <laughs> the for channel's sure. legendary. Because, I mean, it just makes the funny moments in our podcast, yeah. like, yeah, easier to find. When and he digestible. put up the old clip of our old ep- very first episode, I was dying. There were so many terrible I was, takes. I was one. laughing so hard because I'm also like, damn. I don't know who John Collins is in this moment when they're talking about. Oh, him. you didn't know, <laughs> but we didn't. We was mis- we said we called said him Jason Collins. We called him Jason Collins. Shout out to Jason Collins, but that obviously is, it wasn't him. Yeah, um, it was a lot of bad moments, but that's I think that's the fourteenth or fifteenth most viewed video on my YouTube channel. It oh, almost wow. has a million views. Wow, the first video of our podcast isn't that crazy? I believe I seen this shit views. a couple months ago and they almost had a million. So it's like, and the thumbnail is ass. Yeah, it's just like us sitting at the table. No, no, no. It's is not it? even that. It's just the the logo of our first through the wire oh, logo. Okay. I should redo the thumbnail and put this like behind it or something. Maybe it'll get higher click through rates six years later or something. <laughs> but it's a lot of bad moments in that where like I had to like cue y'all. Mike, what do you think? Derek, oh. what do you think? Instead of us just having a natural conversation mispronouncing people's names. I said I didn't think Jalen Brown would ever be an all-star. Um, what else happened in that when that was crazy? I know Pierre. So I, the long, iconic yeah. thing was Pierre calling Chris Paul a pass-first ball hall. Yeah, he that made a whole hilarious. video about that back in the day. I remember that. I don't know if the video still exists. But there was another moment. Um, Oh, Jimmy Butler's not a closer. Yeah. We had, a, we had an argument to, over yep. Jimmy Butler not being a closer. And Pierre was like, when I think a closer, I think a Kobe, Kevin Durant. I was like... Why are we putting Jimmy Butler in the same conversation yeah. as Kobe? Yeah. Like Kobe. But, well, we found out at least five years later, Jimmy Butler closer. Yeah. Is a closer. I guess we needed five years of work in order yeah. to be able to put him in that conversation. Yeah. So. Um, first podcast episode is crazy. I know. Yeah. Should be a pioneer, though, for everybody to be like, I'm starting a podcast. Go watch and the watch first episode and see how bad it was. Watch <laughs> how bad it was. And, and everyone, you should look at that and be like, oh, we're going to be pretty bad at this. Yes, you're going to be bad. You're going to be bad. I would argue we still not great. We got experience and stuff. We still growing as a pod. We're Hell still yeah. getting better and this better. This is way more that. fluid now than it was before. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Conversations are just much easier than it just being, KB, hey, what do you want? Yeah. What do you think? Like, I uh, like how much better y'all are getting on camera and stuff and and more passionate about the work. And that, that makes it seem like y'all weren't passionate to start off with, but you hopefully you understand what I'm saying. No, like, like we're in putting the, in more effort to bring stuff to the show. And in the very beginning, it was like, 
because remember we we were just audio only for the first almost year. Yeah. Um, and then we put the cameras there, and it was it was still stiff. We didn't have fluidity on the camera and stuff, and and now if we bring a camera out, it's like nothing changes. No, it's not like because I think that that majority of people have two personalities. It's one with a camera on and one with a camera off. And a lot of cases, at least in this podcast, it doesn't matter if the camera's on or off. It's like the same person. Um, I can't say that by myself because KOT for a Q was a different motherfucker than Kenny Beecham. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but when we get to the podcast, when it's the four homies, it's all one. Yeah. And I love that. Um, people say it all the time on our TikToks when they be like, this is a different side of Kenny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I guess the TikTok algorithm is now pushing... Well, I, I was on peer to peer when we were in Atlanta, and one of their TikToks about me went viral. He has like oh, three hundred thousand yeah. likes. I saw that. Which one? About him talking about the condom story. I was telling oh, yeah. the story. Did I tell I'm, y'all that story? Yeah, you okay. tell the story. I wonder okay. if CJ seen that. Yeah, I don't know if he has. I doubt <laughs> it. But it has three hundred thousand likes. So it's, oh. got, it's likes, not views. Likes. Um, so I yeah. mean, the story is funny in general. It is though. a good story. No, yeah, really it's a good story. story. No, yeah, definitely. That's like a golden story to tell. On My the most memorable high school party story. That's what that was. Because I didn't go to many parties, so that was like number one on the list. I didn't even. Has that podcast been released? I yeah, yeah. They released it like the next day. Like they they turned oh, this shit off fast. Yeah, I I think I started streaming or whatever. They're like, why aren't y'all all on peer to peer? Whatever. I was like, that was a Kenny thing. They oh. want. They did say at the end of it, they want all of us to be there. They just don't know how exactly it would work because they have a set for three people and not. Seven, six, six. <laughs> well, seven because producer John was there. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, good, good dudes, obviously. Good yeah, dudes. I would love to talk to Agent. I've never actually had a conversation mm-hmm. with Agent. It's always yeah. just been like, hey, what's up, bro? And yeah. we leave. One of my favorite YouTubers to talk to, to chop it up with, because he's he, he's very good at YouTube, if that just makes sense, yeah. or like building channels and figuring out when to get out, when to start new shit. Um, and obviously it's worked out great for him being one of the members of AMP, one of the creators of AMP and have his own personal shit. I, I think it's so fascinating that a lot of the people that are from the same community as us are now just basically full-time streamers. Agent streams nine hours a day. Yeah, I saw he streamed on Christmas. Yes, he streams nine hours a day. I he didn't doesn't realize, even really do YouTube anymore. He's I didn't streaming. realize he streamed that much. Yes, bro. Everybody's streaming. Um, and they're good streams. I wonder if YouTube will start trying to get them back. Or like just saying, like, like you can stream over here, back. yeah. I mean, they did that with a, a bulk of people. Majority of them are black creators, though. Um, majority of people that got the YouTube bag are like Pog U streamers. You know what I'm saying? Um, Tim the Tap Man. Fa- not even necessarily family <laughs> friendly. I'm thinking of what's the name? Uh, <laughs> Who? You, oh, um, Nick Eight Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not everybody can oh be like that. God. Yeah, I love it. A good Nick Eight Thirty uh, clip, but um. I think for qu- for the first quarter of YouTube 2023, they're going to be throwing out more bags to creators to come stream exclusively. Um, so it should be exciting. And I know some stuff about some other stuff that's that's going to be exciting. I think I know what you're talking about. I don't know if I do. But we can talk about it after the show. Um, the Q- short monetization will be really dope, too. Yeah, that's Q1 of YouTube uh, 2023 as well. So I'm, I'm excited about that. I started putting more shorts on my channel. They don't do well. They but don't. It's 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 a process. Yeah, no, it's a slow grind. Our, my shorts hey, our shorts didn't start doing so well. You right? No. Yeah, start my shorts aren't doing great. I mean, they get like seven thousand reviews sometimes, but that's that's fine. Yeah, they. Someone said it takes like three three days for them to hit like the actual tell short you, page, basically, uh, like new viewers versus like already some people that are sub. Yeah, you can see all of that shit. Um, Somebody actually commented on one of mine recently, like Demios makes YouTube does food reviews. So he I was just like, just found it. I was Look like, somebody just found me. Somebody just found me. <laughs> yeah. Nobody understands the YouTube algorithm. 
Nobody does. Not even the people at YouTube understand it. Uh, <laughs> that ass though, because it could be a video from like four years ago pops into my recommended, and it's got like three point seven million views. Yeah, yeah, I've had videos where like for the first month that it, sh- it was like a ten out of ten, and then out of nowhere, we hit the recommended section, and then now it's one of my most viewed videos. Um, but I do find pleasure in like having a video be unsuccessful, changing the title and or thumbnail, and then you see that second jump. Oh. Where like it's more clickable, the click through rate goes up higher. That's that's like ecstasy for a YouTuber, bro. It's like the best high that you can get. I've know? been using your method. <laughs> I promise you, bro. I got Just imagine you ODing on the high, <laughs> <laughs> the YouTube high. I've been going based off what you told me before. How like when I used to say my video flopped, and you was like, "No, it didn't. You did good. Like you're mm. you're you're you have the higher." Like your percentage of views compared to subscribers is amazing. It's ridiculous, yeah. Like for your so, channel's great. And I was just like, oh. oh. So if a flop for you would be an amazing day for majority of YouTubers. Once he said he got a six out of six in the chat, I was like, bro, <laughs> you don't have no bad videos. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now it's just like I understand I'm not gonna have that same momentum at the beginning. So mm-hmm. now my videos aren't gonna be fifteen thousand views, fifteen thousand views. Then I had to sit back and be like, oh shit. So normally getting six thousand views when they have thirteen subscri- thirteen thousand subscribers mm-hmm. is great. Yeah, for that's a that's fucking amazing to have almost fifty percent of your viewer base to click on any video is amazing. Um, I would love to see you toy with your own your thumbnails a little bit more because they feel like two K thumbnails when they should be more lifetime thumbnails. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, because I think I legitimately think I mean I, I'm not in the food version of YouTube, yeah. but I feel like if you had a thumbnail. With no edits, but it's just you and a foot long hot dog, like oh. surprise face that will get clicks. Like no, no, no text on it, no nothing. Just you surprised that you I got had, a foot long Lizzie. I put up one video and I was like a reaction to yours, and I think it was just you, and it looks like you was about to bite your sandwich, and I think that got like one of the most views. Bro. I'm telling you, bro, you just gotta, you just gotta. I think that's why I, I titled it the good it. though. I was like. He's about to bite his fingers, but it definitely looked like you was. <laughs> that's why I have. That's why I have so many channels. I find pleasure in like finding, experimenting, experimenting, and having new shit pop. Like I, I made a new channel, um, and my first video was about manga because I've been reading a bunch of manga lately. But the, the channel was not about manga, but I made a manga video, and I'm like, okay, let me see how many people I could get to view this, and can people find this channel and stuff. And it did good for the first video with like basically no a promotion. That's cool. So it's just it's. Like well, said, the feedback was really good. Yeah, yeah. I feel like people want to see his personality more. People so like to see me outside of basketball. Because once the camera's on, I could talk about anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's kind of why people enjoy us on here. Like, we don't always talk about basketball. Yeah, I think you just, one of our slogans for this podcast should be "Life is more than basketball." Definitely. We that should be on our new merch, our next merch. Life is more than basketball. <laughs> well, what if people just stop no, watching us then? Because the first hour of every show is at least basketball. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, we're not saying that it's just no basketball at all. It's saying it's, it's basketball, but okay. it's just also yeah. more than basketball. It's more than basketball. Because, I mean, you remember Through the Wire wasn't supposed to be a basketball. We're supposed to be talking about music. We're supposed to be talking uh, about music. We're talking about life. Talk about everything. Culture. culture and everything. D-Mills might be up to Imagine, date no, if we talk right, about exactly. culture, Imagine D-Mills on a culture podcast. A pop culture pod- <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I know what the fuck he's talking Nothing about. Nothing at all. <laughs> and, I mean... I'm glad we don't, because I don't even really know pop culture. Like, I know more than Derek, but I'm not really in tune with celebrities and music drops either. I I mean, a podcast will force me to listen to more music, but when people drop, I'm not really listening to that shit. I'm, it's not it's a lot of people. To... It's not a lot of people that get me excited for music drop anymore. Yeah, yeah. Tra- facts, facts. 
It definitely got to be like Drake, J. Cole. Didn't excite me. Didn't excite like, me. Those are like the only two names that be like, oh, that dropped. I'm listening to it at 12 o'clock. Yeah, like, I can't. I can't. It's hard for me to listen to like, oh, boom, 12 o'clock hits. Let me listen to this shit because, first of all, I, I can't not listen to the same person for 30 plus straight minutes. You know? Your attention span is crazy. It's not. It's, 30 minutes is not bad. No, it's not. Albums used to be an hour and a half. <laughs> a 30 minute album nowadays is pretty damn good. I can't for 30 plus minutes. A lot, of, a lot of times, a lot of people be having the same shit, though, too. It'd be but that's the artist that you listen to, though. A good artist won't sound the same for 30 minutes. Yeah, You're J. Right. Cole and You're Drake right. don't sound the same for 30 straight minutes. I'm Usually, even when Drake jobs are like somebody like J. Cole, I don't think I ever listen to like... They hold shit on stream as soon as it drops. So will you listen to Lil Baby if he drops right away? No. Lil Baby dropped. I listened to the first two songs to cut that shit off. Listening parties wow. are big on YouTube, bro. First of all, his shit was like 20 plus songs, too. You said on YouTube. Well, I mean, not on YouTube, on Twitch. Yeah. Like, if, you get, if you're streaming at 11 and they, some shit dropped from a, whatever artist, listening parties go crazy. Because mm. now it's you and your chat experiencing it for the first time together. Mm. It's like a adult moment. Um, but yeah, it just don't. It's music in in general don't excite me like it used to. I don't listen to music. I, I would rather listen to a podcast. All I listen to, I music. know. I love old music too. Like I, I love listening to old music. I agree. Two thousands music, I, I it still hit the same for me. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's like that nostalgic feeling, but it's still like so good. Nostalgia is really big on my listening experience. I'm I'm listening to fucking. Shit from high school. I'm listening yeah. to Control System the other oh. day. 1999 was on repeat for like two days. But when I say on repeat, that make it seem like I was just doing consistently. Yeah, it's, it wasn't though. You know what I'm saying? For me, repeat is one time or, or maybe two times through. You know what I'm saying? Like I love Section 80. Section 80 is Section amazing. 80, beautiful, beautiful piece of art. And you know what? His new album's great too. But for some reason, I will I always like Section 80 go back to Section 80 or the Pimp a Butterfly or and you Good can't Kid. be matched. I just don't. Yeah, I just don't think. I think where I, I think it really ties into where you were in your life when that shit oh, drops, for sure, for and sure. that's how it hits. You know what I'm saying? It's like some new music right now is just like okay, I'm, I I don't really feel it because I'm not feeling what you're feeling as the artist. But like in high school, like I control system t- hit because in high school you fucking depressed for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it, it hit. I I, I like that old girl sweatshirt and it's oh, still man. a current thing for me. It's just like I could hear a song and it's just like the first time it might not hit or I might not connect to it. Yeah. But like just randomly I might hear it in a store or just like somewhere outside of just like me trying to listen to it. And I feel like it's like, damn, this shit low key is it's, it's kinda it, hit. It, yeah. You know? That's how I feel about old Tyler the Creator as well. Yeah. I, I, his old albums like Wolf, um, Goblin and um We was all ha- had the same emotions back then. <laughs> Everybody went through an our future phase, bro. Everybody there. Y'all put me on to it. I was Mike not put me to on it. to Earl, who's like my one of my to this day one of my favorite artists of I all did time. Not know that? Yeah, Mike put me on to Earl. Oh Give wow, his credit. But, yeah, yeah. I used to, I used to like Wolf or whatever, just because I, I like the storytelling of that shit. Oh I yeah, felt he, like it was more, was it was really more good. than just like an album, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, he was telling some shit. He was talking about love. He was talking about depressed shit. It was then he uh, randomly pick it up with like Damo Twenty Three. He was Dumb 2 3 is a track right there. That's a track right there. He like, definitely was in his bag. And Earl Swisher catalog, his worst album might be, I don't like shit, I'm not going outside, but I feel that album, bro. Because mm. when it dropped, I didn't want to go outside either, nigga. So I'm sitting <laughs> at the crib listening to him talk about not going outside. So, you know, shout out to him. Music is definitely like an emotional pool. And, and rest in peace to MF Doom, bro, as always. Was that a high school? Y'all know what I'm talking about when it's like. Oh, hell yeah. Have you ever seen like a clip or it could even be like a TikTok and you'd be like, that shit not funny. 
But something goes out there a day and it reminds you, like, oh, that shit low key is funny because it's relatable. Like now later you. it hits. Yeah. Does that ever happen to y'all? Not really, no. You, it does, but only when we talk about shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh. it might not be funny originally, but then we start talking about it and it makes it funny. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I wish I had a good example, though, but I just, I don't. But it, yeah, I think just talking to the homies about anything is going to be. Oh, perfect example. I read through all of Chainsaw Man in 48 hours, right? And there was nothing comical about the the manga. But when me and John were talking about it, it became funny. Oh, wow. Because we both experienced shit. And we was like, actually, that was low-key crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. No, that ain't never happened to me. Yeah. Shout out to John, man. What is manga? Anyway. Um, It's Japanese literature. You know those books that you read backwards? It's that. Oh. It's like it's anime, but in book form. But it comes before the anime. Okay. The anime's based on it. So is the book, do they release the books before the show? For sure. Oh. So like a manga will release, and if it's successful, then a studio will pick it up and make a, a animation of it. Wow. Okay. So like every anime you know, Naruto, Dragon Ball Z started off as books. And I did not know that. Yeah. Isn't that how most movies work? I think Harry, Maybe Potter, not most. Was the, I think Harry Potter was the opposite. No, Harry Potter books were out way before the movies. They were? For sure. Oh, For sure. Shit. Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter... All of, all of those things. I mean, comic book movies, the source materials in the comics. Um, Harry Potter books were just too big. I did not care to read them. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, the fucking the movies. movies is like yeah, three yeah, hours long. Movies bro. The movies is I like think I've long. only watched the very first one, which was like The Sorcerer's Stone. I actually think I watched the first one, too, and it was boring. I watched like the first five, like seriously. Damn. Did you like them? Damn. They're, the, bro, See, Harry Potter series is raw as hell. People tell me that the first it picks one was up. really good. See, I didn't like the first one. Maybe because I watched it in like 2021 and the CGI didn't stand up. Like the, the animations and oh. the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, him on the broom just looked fucking stupid to me when they were playing Quidditch. Is that the name of it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but people always say, hey, it pick up because <clears throat> it gets you. It's supposed to get you when you're a shorty, when you were a kid. But you're growing up with Daniel Radcliffe and, and Hermione oh. and all of them. And then by the time the last will come out, they boxing. They like kill it like trying to fight to the death and i'm like oh i did not see that from the first movie so maybe i will go back because everybody talk about how that and like another series i never watched is star wars i like legendary I, I think i've seen maybe one star wars movie i've seen one the star, star wars i've seen so much star wars and like not the way i've seen harry potter like sat down and like oh let me watch one through mm-hmm. i've just seen so much that it's hard to like oh that had like i don't know the chron the chronological order of star wars if you drop a series and it's not in chronological order. I you can't expect me to do research to figure out what to watch first. I guess I've done that just, for some movies. I've done that for. I some guess you movies. could do that for like, like people do it for the Marvel movies. You know, you watch the first Avenger or so on and so forth. But like Marvel movie is so hard to keep up with because there's so many some individual pieces have their own story and it ties into the other. I haven't there's watched a lot going on. With I haven't Marvel. watched a single Phase Four movie. Not one of them. Not the new yeah. Thor. Not the new Black Panther. Not Eternals. I haven't seen a single one of them fucking. I haven't, I haven't watched I'm Black Panther either. Boat. And I used to pride myself like, oh man, new new Marvel movie coming out. We in the theater the first night. I did watch um, Phantom. Didn't Phantom have a movie recently? Who the fuck is Phantom? The Black Spider Man. Oh, you talking about fucking Venom? Venom, Venom. my bad. Oh, oh Venom. my god, Phantom, Black Spider Man. I meant to say Venom. I guess. About Miles Morales. Um, you watch the Venom movies? See, I don't think they exist in the MCU though. I think What's those are Fox property oh. or Sony property, one or the other. Where like 
I mean, I think you might see it now because at the end of the newest one, they yeah. tease some stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But for the first couple, like the first thing, they don't exist in the same universe. Oh. But I think they might now. Um, Tom Tom Hardy as Venom uh, might be coming to thing, which is which could be cool. Then X Men and X Men came in yeah. recently into yeah. something, and I didn't see it. That was fun. That might is that Phase Four? That might have been Phase Four. The new Doctor Strange. I saw the new Doctor Strange. Um, the movie been out for what a year, so that we can. There's no spoilers, right? I, I won't tell, but yeah, yes. I didn't see it. I probably won't even watch it. But I don't. Th- I think it existed only in that movie. I don't know if it'll exist in the other movies. Oh. Uh, but it was a hype. It was a hype moment in the theater though, because I went on the first day and that yeah. that happened. It was like, oh shit! <laughs> and then like the Fantastic Four. What, bro? Bro, you need as 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 a fan of the Office, you need to watch that movie. The Office. Yep. Oh, that's all I need to say. Okay. As a fan of the Office, you need to watch that movie. Because there's a moment it's, we like, oh it's shit! It's Doctor Strange. I'm not saying, yeah, Doctor no, Strange. No, the, the name of the movie, the newest Doctor Strange movie. Bad. Um, I might have to put that on the on the TV. That's a long gas movie too, ain't it? I think it's like an hour and forty. No. It's not that long. Some Marvel movies are like ridiculously long, but mm-hmm. if there's enough action, it keeps you hooked for sure. Same with like Transformers. Transformers can be long, but usually there's enough action. Did you see the new Transformers trailer? No, I didn't. There's one coming out this summer. I've seen every Transformers movie. I think. Me, I have too, but not because I not because I like them. Um, is Mark Wahlberg still the star? No, it's again for the sixth time they're giving us a new star. Um, and that's that's my major complaint about that series is that they give us new stars every time, and then we have to relearn Transformers with that star. I don't like that. When the new Miles Morales Spider Man came out, or the new Tom Holland Spider Man, they didn't they didn't go through. Oh, he got to learn what his powers are. Yeah. Tom Holland was already Spider Man. <laughs> I didn't need to see his ass get bitten by a radioactive spider. I didn't need to see Ben Uncle Ben die. We've seen it seven times. But with Transformer movies every time, whether it's Mark Wahlberg, whether it be, um, who was the guy before? Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Um, we always have to go through 50 minutes of him of finding out what Transformers who Optimus, are. Who Optimus exactly. Prime is. Now Optimus Prime got to get his weak-ass speech every time. <laughs> it's more than meets the eye. We know that. But they did take the, um, oh, I forgot what series of, of Transformer was. It's the one where it's the big-ass gorillas that are Transformers. Like, it's the animal Holy ones. shit. Oh, yeah. Wait, 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 oh yeah, where it was like the T Rex and yeah. the oh bro, yeah yeah bro they bring in the gorillas out bro, and they they swing I, I'm excited for it but I'm not okay it's not directed by Michael Bay which is good but he's still attached to the project as like a producer or something I wonder was Mark Wahlberg just did they not want to pay him or did he not want to do it I feel like those actors always sign up for two two movies and after that it's wraps didn't Mark two Wahlberg do around. three though I thought he did two he might have done three but I might I might be out of the loop maybe I missed one I just don't know. Oh. I thought he did too. The worst thing about that movie, that that one, is the the main character, Mark Wahlberg, had a daughter daughter who was in high school. Yeah. And she was dating a guy that was well out of high school. And this man, in the movie, when Mark Wahlberg approached him as dating his underage daughter, he pulled out a card in his wallet that said, legally, I can do this because of this law. He had that shit in his wallet. So he could talk to underage girls. So he can talk to underage girls. And Michael Bay wrote that and said, put it in the movie. <laughs> put it in the fucking movie. Hell no. <laughs> Makes no sense to me. Bro, I'm looking at this list. It's got a bunch of movies that's coming out 2023. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just shoot through them. You see, okay. like, would you watch it or would you not? Definitely. 
First one is Magic Mike's The Last Dance. Yes. You would see that? Is Channing Tatum still in it? I've seen all the Magic Mike movies. Yes. yes I haven't I seen a Magic that. Mike movie. Ant- I will watch that. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quant- 100%. Quantumania. Oh, 100%. isn't this the first one? This is the one they've been advertising in theaters, right? It's not the first one. He's got two movies already. This will be oh. the third Ant-Man movie. I haven't um, seen one Ant-Man movie. <laughs> I saw one at a drive-in theater. It was a dope-ass experience. I've never been to a drive-in theater before. Drive-in theaters are nice. They're fun because you can get a little... Never mind. <laughs> Creed 3. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'll watch Creed 3. 100%. No Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan's in it. So, yeah. Scream 6. Beautiful man. You said who? Scream 6. I'm definitely going to go five. see that. I didn't watch 5, but that makes me interested. I haven't watched a Scream movie since I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, John I, Wick 2. 2? No, chapter four, actually. Oh, I was about to say, yeah. yeah. But John Wick is also coming out. Jay, did y'all watch the last John Wick? No. With Bobon Marjanovic was in it? No. The one hands? Come, you got to watch that. I haven't seen even, it. Even <laughs> if it's just that one scene, you got to see it, bro. <laughs> There's a Dungeons and Dragons movie coming out. Absolutely not. Who's in it? Absolutely not. Nobody you could, that you probably Yeah, I, you can't even convince me. I don't care who in it. Uh, a Super Mario Brothers movie. No. Is it animated or is it real? It's animated. It's it's. It, oh. I, I think it's like that combination, though. It's got Seth Rogen in it. Seth Rogen's oh. in it, and what Chris Hegan, um Who's Mario? He, it's like Chris Evans or Chris somebody. Uh, it's Hegan, a motherfucker Michael that shouldn't Keaton. be Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rogen, may, he's going to get people in there. Oh, for sure. Uh, they got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yes, I love the Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy is such a long movie. Bro, I was just the about last to ask, yo. They got, I was about to ask about the Fast and the Furious franchise. They got Fast X. That's no, crazy. I, I stopped, are they still I, dropping? I stopped watching Fast and Furious. Did they go to space? Something like that. Didn't they go to I've never seen a single Fast and the Furious movie. Not one of them. I never planned on it, Okay, no, nah, I see what y'all talking about. Uh, I see Spider-Man. <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse 2? Across the Spider-Verse. Love it. I'm going to see that day one. That is the one movie that will have Opening in, June in, 2nd. I will I be in theaters June yeah. 2nd. This one y'all was talking about, Transformers Rise of the Beast? Rise of the Beast, yeah. Okay. They got The Flash. Ooh, Ooh, the Flash is getting a movie. Finally, what? What, is Ezra Miller still a star? Mm-hmm. See, they not dropping ben that Affleck. movie. Ben Affleck. They're not dropping that movie. Michael Keaton? They're not going to drop that movie. He was He's in too much shit for him to drop that movie. He's a terrible person. <laughs> Indiana Jones. No. No. Yeah. They, have a, well, they have another Mission Impossible coming out. Really? No, I won't watch that either. Even mm. though I heard that that series is pretty cool. If you okay. want to just like turn your brain off and just watch some cool explosions and stuff like that. I'm trying to see what else. They got The Nun 2. I don't know if y'all seen I, The Nun I will, first. W- I've seen the first Did one. I didn't like it. Did I see like The it. Nun 1? Did we go see Nun 1? No. We didn't see that together. This has got to be another remake, but it's the Exorcist they got. Don't Stop remaking good shit. <laughs> if it's already a classic, don't remake they classics. They have Wonka coming out, which is a Willy Wonka up. movie with yeah. um Timothy Chalamet. Is it kid-related or is it adult-related? I would think kid. I think it's a kid movie. Oh. But Timothy Chalamet's in it. I'll probably go watch it. Not in theaters, but I'll see it one day. Another Aquaman. Eh. Last one was kind of disappointed because they had... Um, I did ask walked out of Aquaman. Did you really? I think so. Were you high? I was on a date. He was like, we could do better things than watch this movie. <laughs> I respect that. I respect that. Uh, the Color Purple. Why? I don't Why? know. Why? See, what are they Wait, doing? They're recreating Color Purple? Let me double check the the synopsis to make sure it's the no. Right. Don't remake. Why do they think you? If you're gonna make a remake, do some shit that was badly executed. If it was, if it's The Exorcist, arguably the greatest horror movie in history, don't remake it because you're gonna fail. They got Halle Berry in it though. I rock with Halle. I watch that movie. Oh, uh, they got Legally Blonde three. Was it in twenty years? 
when, since the last one? This film has been in development since 2018. Uh, I don't say nothing about the last one. Okay. It's been a long time. It's crazy how long it takes to make a movie sometimes. The other yeah. movies that were kind of, they weren't good. Okay. There's a couple hits, though. There's a couple hits on that list. Scream 6, I'm definitely finna see. I, know my, I just enjoy watching movies at home more so than going to the theater. Same, so. Darren. Same. Theaters give me anxiety for some reason. I just don't really care to go to the theater. It's even cold. if it's like, even if it's the good theaters with the lounge chairs, I'm gonna fall asleep. I feel really? like, <laughs> I, like, I like going to the theaters. I like it when it's nobody in there. Honestly, because you're a little freak. No, it's just like it's just <laughs> got that atmosphere. It's just like see, I like the movie like night vibes. I like when it's packed, so I can experience it with reactions. people. Like, I like it when it's packed, but I don't want other people talking a lot. Oh, for sure, for sure. I want us to laugh together. I want us to be like, oh my god, when the. On your left, Cap, when open the portals and end game. Like, I need that experience. But, like, I guess, you know it was a good experience? A quiet place in the movie theater was a good experience. It was a packed Ooh. house. And I went to one of those places where you sit down and eat. Yeah. And because the movie is a silent movie, everybody was chewing so slow, trying not to embrace, like break the immersion of not being able to hear shit. And it was a good experience. Quiet Place was great. I even liked number two. Number is two that what Pete said he fine. didn't see? Yeah. It was fine. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was the argument, wasn't it? Oh, a little conversation. Yeah. Um, shout out to John, though he working. Him and Emily Blunt. Him and Emily Blunt. All right. Well, we appreciate y'all watching and listening to this episode of Through the Wire Podcast. Hopefully on Saturday, Pia will be um, back and not under the weather anymore. We can have a 2022 Through the Wire recap, or we might talk hoops too. Who knows? Uh, we appreciate y'all. Leave a like, subscribe, five stars on Apple, on Spotify. And we'll see y'all Saturday. Peace. Peace out.